What's going on, guys? And welcome to November's episode of Game of the Month, the show where we pick a game at random every month, and at the end of the month, we talk about it like a book club. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy on my left, your right, and a very special guest, someone who hasn't been around for a little bit. We got Josh joining us today as well to talk about God of War Ragnarok. We all played it. We all beat it. So this will be a full spoiler discussion. Hopefully, I put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode like I planned on, uh, telling you that we will be going through full spoilers. So if you do not want to hear that, uh, play the game, beat the game, or watch on YouTube, come back, join us for this conversation. Um, Josh, how you doing? Not too bad. Uh, just been working and playing video games, and that's about it. So. And you uh, played through and beat Ragnarok, and are you excited to have this conversation with us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I may have a little different of opinion than most people, but yeah, I am pretty excited. I'm very excited to find out what that different opinion is then, because I feel like most people are going to have the same opinions on this game, so. Yeah. 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 yeah it's. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll get into it when we we'll, get into it. We'll figure it out. Chevy, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, as I told you off camera, my uh, caffeine is wearing off, so I'm going through that right now, but otherwise I'm doing pretty good. It's going to be a sweepy episode. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a headache going on, so this is just uh, <laughs> doomed from the start. So hopefully it uh, it evens out, and hopefully Josh's uh, view on God of War isn't uh, uh, too... doesn't It doesn't bring Ragnarok in real life to all of us. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, we'll be discussing that in a second, going through everything on that. Glad to see you guys are doing well, and... Um, yeah, we got to pick a brand new game for December. Mm -hmm. If you guys remember, it was like two months ago because uh, we did the uh, community pick game of the month. And then I just pulled rank and picked God of War for this month. We haven't done a randomly picked game of the month in a while. So we are going to do that for December. Good old traditional uh, random game of the month. So as you can see on the screen, we have a wheel of all the games that we have on our back burner list. And we take them off. We add them as uh, you know time goes on. I'm going to click this. It's going to find the game of the month for us. And then uh, we're going to play in December. So hopefully it's something reasonable because I got a uh, Callisto protocol to, uh, to play at some point. Very excited for that. Also, um, it's going to be a busy month in December because we got to do our game of the year discussion in December. Yes. And we got to react to the game awards soon too. Yep. So a lot of shit is coming up, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the game of the month. So let's find out what our game of the month for December is in three, two, one, and go. All right, the wheel is spinning, Josh. I swear it is. It is slowing down. It is slowing down to Code Vein, I think. Yep. <laughs> All right. Very interesting. I forgot we even had that on the list. That'd be easy. Uh, so Code Vein will be our game of the month for December. Josh, did you ever play Code Vein? Never have. I never even bought it, to be honest. Hmm. Do you have any interest uh, in it? Somewhat. But yeah. uh, I think there's just other stuff to play when that game came out. And uh, I just never, it just never kind of got back on my radar. It was, it was never, uh, even from my perspective, uh, like um, before I had played it, it was never like a must play game. It was just like there. And eventually I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it a try. Because I like uh, Dark Souls style games and anime. So. That's pretty much what it is. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I watched you play it uh, a little bit. Mm -hmm. and it looked cool. Um, yeah, it was just one of those games that just kind of was like, oh, that's neat. And then just 
just kind of just exited my brain real quick. Mm-hmm. Shelby, what do you think about Code Vein uh, being Game of the Month? Um, I mean, I'm interested in playing it. Uh, we we played it a little bit, I think. Right, that one. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, me and you uh, played co-op quite a bit. Was I think a, we're probably close to beating it. Is that on console? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, similarly, I I enjoy to an extent Soulsborne games. I have a hard time playing a lot of them um, unless they have co-op. Unfortunately, that is becoming more and more common. Um, I don't play games for difficulty though, so um, I kind of just need it to be something I can play with people and you know be able to uh, have that kind of like exploration experience with someone mm-hmm. um, this game offers that though it has the very traditional Soulsborne formula um, which is kind of annoying but you know it is what it is so yeah but yeah it's fun I uh, I remember it being hard uh, compared to a lot of other of the games that kind of were like coming out around the time this was coming out as far as like Soulsborne style games were going mm-hmm. um, specifically like the boss fights were pretty pretty brutal so Hmm. I don't remember that, but it's been a while since we played. I just remember that we enjoyed it when we did play it. That'll be a spoiler a little bit, but we've talked about it on the channel before. Um, and if, if you would have asked me if I would be playing Code Vein in December, like any time this year, I, I no, that would not have been on my radar. But uh, for that reason, I'm actually kind of interested in playing this because I it's not been on my radar. I've not mm-hmm. been thinking about this game. Um, but when we did play it, we were having fun with it. So it'd be fun to uh, return to it, play it. Maybe we could beat it. Because uh, we played it quite a bit when we did play it, and uh, give it a full review. Because uh, I don't think we have reviewed it. I don't think it's been on PlayStation Plus or anything. I'm trying to figure out how we even played it in the first place. So Code Vein had that really weird co-op system too, right? They had the very yeah, like, Souls, like you know, stagger you boss, you get kicked. Ass. You you start you start a mission and you have to invite somebody in, but once you finish the mission. Uh, you can't do it again, so they have to start the mission and invite you in. And mm-hmm. so, like, you essentially have to play every mission twice. So, it, if yeah. you want to think about it optimistically, it's grind. It at least allows you to grind yeah. a little bit. So, but it is an, a pretty archaic system. It's not. It's not the best thing ever, but it is doable. So, um, mm-hmm. you can definitely play co-op in it because we did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Code Vein will be our game of the month in December, and uh, yeah, very interesting. But even more interesting than that, we played God of War Ragnarok, uh, and we all finished it, which I'm very happy about. I uh, I just finished it like a day or day ago, yesterday. I did it, so uh, and you guys did it pretty recently as well. Um, before we jump into our impressions, um, in case you didn't get a chance to play God of War Ragnarok, and this is a spoiler uh, discussion we'll be having, but I'm not going to go over every beat of this game. Um, yeah, hopefully, you've played through it as well if you're here for this uh god of war ragnarok is the continuation of the 2018 uh new iteration of god of war it is uh continuing the story of uh kratos and atreus um moving past uh uh, things that were done in the last game uh the consequences of those and uh yeah uh the game deals with uh fate trust um a lot of diplomacy which is interesting and uh or at least ideas of diplomacy and uh, essentially questioning fate as uh, all the characters move towards uh, a giant war between all nine realms, uh, Ragnarok and uh, taking on Asgard um, features a huge cast of characters, a lot of locations. You go to all nine realms. Uh, it is a third person action game with leveling up gear uh, puzzles, exploration, 
Um, a lot of stuff. Combos is a very combo heavy uh, combat game. Uh, kind of similar to Dark Souls in the sense that you can kind of like lock on and dodge around, but not as well because of the combo system and how intricate it is. Um, I was going to say it's similar to Godfall, but Godfall was copying God of War. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, what else am I missing here? It's a very cinematic game. Big story. Yeah, big time. Huge story. A lot of things going on. And uh, yeah, a couple things they've added. Uh, they've expanded the companion system in the last game. Um, you had a trace hanging out with you, and he was kind of like almost like gear you were leveling up. You used him. In this, uh, not only do you get to play as him, which was uh, an interesting surprise we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, you now get Freya as a companion. When he plays Atreus, you get a sword as a companion, um, which is very interesting. Um, you take Brock with you at one point. Sindri. You Sindri. Um, yeah, it really explores that system even further. We'll talk about that. But this whole game in a nutshell seems like it explored everything they touched on in the last game in a big way. We all played it. And uh, since this is your uh, first time back in a while, Josh, how about we start with your impressions of God of War? Let us know. We thought of, uh, you know, what, what were the pros, what were the cons, what were the things you liked, what things you didn't like. And uh, I'm dying to know where you stand when it comes to uh, preemptively letting us know your impressions might be different than others, which I 100% welcome because uh, I just kind of assumed everybody would agree about this game. Yeah. Um, so first off, the the story, the scale, the all the accoutrements. The we're talking like voice acting, the characters, the mocap. All that is all is top tier. Um, very, very PlayStation esque um, mm-hmm. when it comes to their exclusives. I do not have an issue with that. Um, this game to me felt a lot more like. God of War 2018 Mm -hmm. 2.0. It felt a lot like it was just like a $70 DLC. And I say that that's a very crude way of saying that. Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, it's it's not. But um, uh, it, it brought the story forward more than the gameplay in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got kind of bogged down in some of the, the exploration. Um, it was cool to look at, very rewarding. Um, but every time I came around a corner and there was one of those stupid chests where you have to use Freya's sigil and then you have to hit it with the Blades of Chaos, mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, why is, you know, why is this even here? Like an obstacle just in my path to waste time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the puzzles I found absolutely boring and right I would be sitting there just looking at the puzzle like okay well if I do that and I do that and then all of a sudden Freya or Atreus would just be like you know, maybe you can swing that into that thing and I can shoot it and I'm like okay so just, just this has kind of become a meme uh, and I agree with that criticism and I guess you can turn that off I, don't, I never looked into it because I just want to play the game as it was built but um, I do agree a lot of times, I think like 75, 80% of the time when you do any puzzle, they're instantly telling you how to go about it, which could be useful for certain people. But for somebody who like wants to actually interact with the puzzle, um, 
it does take away from it. It doesn't take away too much for me just because like I want to get the puzzle done instantly, but like I just want to be done with it and move forward. And it, it does a good job of like if you didn't, if you didn't figure it out in a millisecond, they'll do it for you. But um, it is annoying narrative wise that every character kind of talks to you like you're a moron during those puzzles. You do something and then they tell you what to do as you do it. I'm like, yeah, just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I know, motherfucker, I just did it. So it is really weird, the choice that they made. And we're seeing that more and more as games evolve, that with the ability to add so much narrative as you're playing games to make them feel more alive, uh, games like uh, Horizon Forbidden West and now this have constant dialogue. And I think because this is kind of a new thing with how much dialogue you can have going on in situations, they're still kind of finding a balance on, on how to responsibly do that. And I think they didn't balance it that well when it comes to the dialogue during puzzles. I think Naughty Dog did a really good job with that uh, back with like, you know, Uncharted 4, pretty much all their games, but they're more modern games because they'll actually let you sit there and fuck around for a while. And then someone's like, well, what about this? And you kind of like look over there and you're like, oh, wait, wait, hold on. But in this, they'll be like, maybe we can do this like instantly when you get there. It's like, all right, genius, fucking slow down for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it, it also seems like it was just like, like they wouldn't even let you like think it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was just, you know, Freya would just be like, you know, you can chain my sigils and then it just blows up. I'm like, yeah. okay. Though I do, and I then, do think it's kind of interesting that sometimes you would use something they're like, no, not that. So you're not mm-hmm. wasting your time with it. Because you could sit there probably for a long time just doing that and waste your time. Um, but they don't allow that. They let you know instantly. And I kind of appreciate that. But at the same time, for somebody who wants to sit there and like, like really think through it, that does rob you of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway. I think different puzzles have different dialogues too, though. Because I've run into a couple where specifically, um, and I just wasn't seeing it. It was, it was something as simple as like throwing a spear into a hole. And I just mm-hmm. didn't see the, the air coming out of the wall or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the only thing Freya said was, uh, Kratos, I see something. And I was like, okay, nice. There was one puzzle. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a puzzle where fucking, um, it was later in the game, but it's where those, um, there's water going through one of those wooden like structures. Oh, yeah. And they got to freeze, freeze it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was like looking at it and th- what I thought you had to do was what you had to do. I just didn't do it correctly, I guess. Cause I tried it, tried it. I was like, well, that's not working. Hold on. I'm like thinking about it. And then I walk out of the room and fucking uh, Mimir's like, hold on, brother. Like, blah, blah, blah. Come back. Like, it's the, you don't have to run away. And uh, I was like, okay, that's not helpful. And I come back. And then Freya walks up. She's like, hmm, look at this. And I was like, I look at her and she's downstairs and she's just staring up at, at the ceiling. I'm like, yeah, dude, I've been looking at the ceiling for a while, yeah. man. And she didn't even offer anything. I'm like, the fuck's going on so i was i was going to kind of like not to counter i was going to say earlier like 85 80 percent they're they're so on it they tell you instantly yeah and sometimes they don't tell you shit other than like mm. maybe you miss something right if you're running yeah. through um you know it, like you said i, I do think there's a, a balance they um, need to work on it's not like game breaking by any means but it is kind of if you're going to have puzzles you got to let people you know work on it a little i think the best thing they could have done is is adjust the timing so when you approach the puzzle they give you a little bit mm-hmm. and if because it has some smart systems i walked out of the sure. room and the mirror's like you don't got like bro let's go back let's get this done yeah like he's like trying to like tell me like you know we can we can do this and i'm like 
the game's smart enough to know that I was leaving while trying to figure out the puzzle, and he's like trying to get me to go back to it. So that's cool. But like, yeah, how quickly they are to tell you how to do the puzzle. It's like just give them like a minute or so, and if, if you know if nothing's being accomplished, then activate that stuff. I, I just think it's a timing issue. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to go too long because I want Josh obviously to yeah, go, for sure. keep going. But the, the, it's be a long the conversation. opposite of that, um, which I thought was kind of an interesting way to do dialogue to let you know something somewhere. When I was playing as Atreus and you were Thor and you go a direction that isn't the main path, Thor would bitch at you for treasure hunting. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're not here to treasure hunt. And I was like, oh, there's treasure over there. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, so. Dude, fucking! I, I'm not. I don't want to start this off this this whole review with like negatives, but like that reminded me of uh, when you're in Alfheim and you're uh, with Tyr and Atreus and you're walking around and there's like four different places you can go off the path oh, to yeah. find boxes Tyr's and shit. And Tyr's constantly yeah. just like, "Where's he going?" And Atreus is like, "Well, he likes to be thorough." He's like, mm. "Like," uh, and he's like, "Well, he's just looking for treasure." Like, "Oh, I see." And I'm just down there, like, breaking shit open, just like, like, whatever, dude. Like, I'm here looking for loot. And then uh, I do it a second time, and he's like, no, Kratos, the path's this way. And Trey's like, no, he's just looking for, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, I think I get it. And then later, he's just like, oh, is he looking for treasure? And he's like, yeah. And it's like, oh, I, and then Mimir's like, oh, he's catching on. I'm like, what, what did you not fucking get about this, dude? Aren't you supposed to be smart? Anyway. Yeah, and that brings me to my next, uh, not necessarily gripe, but mm-hmm. um, criticism is like when you're going through those moments, because you do it with in Vanaheim with Freya, um, you know, when you're going through the jungle when she's a falcon, mm-hmm. um, like she'll perch right next to the way you're supposed to go. And I was like, okay, so that way over there has treasure there. And it was just like, it was, it was less of like me finding it instead of me just being like, okay, I got to go check that because I know there's shit there. And um, it happened with that tier thing too. He'd just be standing next to the exit or next, you know, to the next puzzle or and or room. And then I'm like, okay, well, there's obviously crap down there. And uh, it just felt kind of stilted in a way. Um, Like, okay, you know, it just gave me no, like, uh, I mean, it was like almost autonomy and I just, it didn't let me like, I felt like I couldn't freely explore without them just being like there as like a guide. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, it does remedy, you know, when it seems like you beat a realm or beat the story in that realm. And then it goes, hey, there's so much more to do. Um, specifically Vanaheim. When you go to the desert, the crater, did you mm-hmm. do all, did you do all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was like, holy crap, this is like half the game just in this one fucking air, area. <laughs> yeah, some of those zones, like, I was like thinking when I was playing, I was like, you could like be here for a while, just kind of like questing in this realm. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much shit to do, and a lot of the side quests are like so massive in scale. They're not just like, oh, go in here and kick this thing's ass and leave. Like there's a couple of missions like that, but like a lot of them got like full on stories. Like finding like the two jellyfish and getting them out. They're like independent quests, and there's like a payoff to that, and like, you know, all these things you don't have to do, but you can. Or even like in the very beginning when you uh, when you let that whale free, and mm-hmm. Mimir's just bitching about how he's an asshole. Um, mm-hmm. Mimir, not the whale. Um, 
yeah, there's just a lot. There's a lot to do in this game, and I do agree. Like with the story missions, there's a lot of guidance, a lot of movement to keep the 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 movement forward. Uh, even though you definitely can stray off and go grab random things, but uh, once you get that out of the way and you can kind of like freely explore the realms, um, it becomes less of of that. Yeah, yeah. That it's just during those story missions. It's like, okay, I get it. You're guiding me, but mm-hmm. you're fucking. This it was almost like a rock star mission. Like, well, that's fair criticism too, because Call of Duty's always gotten that criticism in their campaigns that they're essentially someone's mm-hmm. holding your hand and escorting you through while you shoot things. So I mean, like that's a yeah. regular criticism of of Call of Duty. So it's fair mm-hmm. to put it, you know, here for you in in the story missions. Mm-hmm. Um. I know it seems like I'm being super negative, but uh, no, let's get him out because I got a lot of good things to say about the game. So yeah, I do too. Um, The Atreus missions, like I know, obviously, like they're there as like an exposition, Mm -hmm. um, and for you to see, you know, the other side without it like cutting away to like, oh, what's happening in Asgard? Um, At the same time, every time I played as Atreus, it seemed like everything was dumbed down. Like there's that one where you go to the freezing Helheim. Mm-hmm. You know, when you before you free the dog, you're there with Throod. And uh I fucking hate Throod. Whatever Thrude. her name is. Thrude. And um like there's that one part, it's like, oh, there's a hole here, so you go through the hole. And then it's like, oh now you gotta climb up through the roof. Oh yeah, I know. And then like, oh there's a hole here. And then you go back to the hole. I'm like, oh my God, just and then it's like you should you should get out the mask. I'm like, dude, the way is right there. I was like, what are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> um, and that happened with like the Thor missions too. He's like, well, where do we go next? I'm like, dude, there's only one door out of here. Where do you think we're fucking going? <laughs> but uh, the moment you walked uh, over there, he's like, he's like, I should check the mask. And uh, so you pull out the mask and do the whole rigmarole. And I was like, please God, just let me, just let me listen to Thor, bitch, as I kill shit or. Which playing as Atreus was okay, um, mm-hmm. but it was no, you know, like. So does is that what be, you mean by dumbed down? Is what you're describing, or did you mean anything other than that? No, that just that. Okay. Like it was like it's very like Kratos light, and like the whole the missions were just straightforward, and like we all know what's going to happen. Um. And so, but of course, it's for the story. And I get that, like mm-hmm. the Ironwood thing, where you're riding the ox around with um, Agarboda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, okay, we rid the ox for a while. <laughs> and it got longer, and then it got longer, and I'm like, please, please, can we just, just figure this out, please? It almost um, sounds like a lot of a lot of uh, your observations, the things that that you weren't into, are almost a tempo thing for you. I say pacing. It's pacing, yeah. Well, yeah, because the whole the whole time in between those missions, you're just running around wrecking everything. Yeah. It's Kratos. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then it kind of like reins you back a bit, and which I don't have a problem with. But I was just like, let's get back to Kratos because I enjoyed the story parts of it. Like when um, you're Atreus and you're having conversations with Odin and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, this is cool because it's neat to see like, you know, their side and what they're thinking and stuff like that. And, uh, walking around the main hall of Asgard and seeing, uh, that bitch Sif and, um, <laughs> you know, and like almost being there as like a 
like not like a prisoner, but hated, you know, because they know you killed Thor's sons. Yeah, there's um, a really interesting dynamic it, with that. Yeah, very. It's like a tension. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the bar brawl scene was really fucking cool. That yeah, was really fun. Um, but you're right. It's the tempo of like, I just killed Needhog, Needhog with Kratos and Freya and then now all of a sudden I'm just on a yak collecting fruit and I'm like can't you know we can get the story a little bit in a faster way without all the you know I understand they're trying to make you like Agraboda understand what Ironwood is um, I just personally think that the the cadence of it was a little too slow I, and I, I understand where you're coming from. Real quick, though, one note when you're talking about the bar scene, I thought it was really neat. The the choreography of it, the interactivity of it. Uh, small nitpick, not not a real complaint, but uh, in the beginning, they're like, oh, you got to check your weapons in. And uh, he's like, oh, why? And like, just do it. And like, you do it. And then as soon as like some people start punching each other, you're like so quick to get your bow and sword and shit. Everybody's pulling their weapons out. I'm like, weren't you supposed to check those in? Like everyone got those weapons real easily <laughs> and no one's even enforcing those rules. So it's like, what the fuck was the point of that? Everyone in here is like literally just murdering each other. He's even at one point, Trace like, Odin's going to be so angry that we're killing these people. And they're like, Oh no, they're already dead. And I'm like, what the fuck's the rule for? Yeah. So, anyway, small, small nitpick. Um, I thought it was kind of funny, but mm-hmm. the, the scene was so great. Mm-hmm. And then I have and my last little nitpick mm-hmm. for the most part is the, um, sometimes the writing had like uh, the best way to describe it is like a Marvel joke in there. Yep. I agree with that. 100%. Um, and I'm like, you know, someone would say something and then Sindri was like, it would say like a little, little quip and then Atreus would like hit him back. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is not unbearable, but like, can we just skip it? Um, yeah, I think one of my biggest problems with this game completely, and I swear I got nothing, like I almost got nothing but good things to say about this game, but um, one of my biggest problems is you could tell, I don't know if it's the same writer or not. I know it's a different director this time. Corey Barlog was the... Um, uh, he was a creative director. Creative director, so he overlooked yeah. it, yeah. But they had a different director this time around, um, and they did a great job at directing. So, But like, I don't know if the writer was the same, I didn't look or not, but the writing feels different than the last game. Uh, the last game felt a little more... Uh, I don't want to say grounded. There's nothing grounded about this, but it felt a little more grittier. It felt a little more down to earth, um, a little more mysterious. And of course the story of this game is building to this big epic war that's going to happen. Um, and so it can't be the same in that tone, but the writing does turn into sometimes, not always, there's a lot of really great dialogue in this game, but sometimes the banter is marvelish uh, in the sense that uh, there's a lot of quips, a lot of quick comebacks, uh, very modern wording sometimes with certain things. They don't have to sound like super authentic, but sometimes they sound like like a modern person uh, mm-hmm. talking in this place. And then uh, as the dude says fuck a shitload, I say fuck too much. Uh, they say fuck a lot in this game, which felt weird. Even like Mimir was mm-hmm. throwing out F-bombs left and right. And uh, <laughs> I guess it's just stressful and you know, fuck's not a new word, but it just mm-hmm. totally felt, I was like, that's interesting that they're saying like I, I heard the word fuck like four times in like one sentence at one point or, or pretty close like that. It was like so mm-hmm. rapid fire and like I don't want to be a hypocrite. I, I do that myself, but I'm a piece of shit. I'm not a uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a god of war. So um, 
Yeah, there's a difference. It's funny because I don't think Kratos swears once. But um, I don't think yeah, so the first either. Time I, the first time I really noticed it was there, you're in that minecart. Well, he's a stoic, so he's Svartal. short on words. Yeah, you're in that minecart when you're in Svartalheim mm-hmm. and things start to attack and then it's like tips over. And, you know, and I trace the whole the whole way down. It's going shoot, 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 shoot. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. Like it, it, like it felt like it was like my little brother instead of like, yeah. But he's at the age know. too, though, where he would be like almost annoying yeah. when it comes to swearing. Cause it's like a new, fresh and, thing. And Kratos asks him about it instantly. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like a like, couple oh, parts where somebody does weird. something, and like Mimir's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> it just yeah. it just feels so <laughs> weird sometimes. Which is funny because you hear it out of Brock, and you're like, oh, ha, 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 that's Brock." Yeah, but that's always um, been him, right? Since like yeah. the last game, he was like that. He's pretty crude, yeah. Yeah, just crude, frumping mm-hmm. around, dude. Yeah, like especially, I think you're. It's right when you get the spear, and the lady of the forge completely just ignores him. Yeah, and he gets out, and he's like, "What the fuck was that all about?" <laughs> that actually <laughs> made me laugh because he, <laughs> he, like, he builds up this whole situation where he's like, <laughs> "We're gonna talk to this chick." I finally get to talk to her because. Uh, uh, oh god Sindri Sindri thank you goes. Jesus uh, Sindri's just like y- you can't have him go like he'll ruin it blah 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 and he just goes there and he's just like I'm gonna get to talk to her blah 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 and he goes down there <laughs> she like hangs out for a second goes away he's like what the fuck <laughs> like what the fuck happened <laughs> and then after that it's kind of a bummer because he, he kind of finds out that he's dead essentially he doesn't yeah. have a soul um, but yeah it works for him. His character's always kind of like mm-hmm. felt like a, you know, degenerate piece of shit. Like, you know, he, he has no sense of like, I gotta, you know, be proper or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, well, and that's, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, going back to your Marvel point, I do. I, I, I felt that as well. I thought, like I said, I, I think the writing, uh, for the most part, it's really good, but there is some stuff that feels like it would, be in a Marvel movie or like in a sitcom or something. And it, uh, that felt almost beneath what the last game had built. Yeah, exactly. It was just, the tone changed almost, you know, not to the point where I'm like, Oh my God, this is a completely different game. But, um, I'm like, I'm like, is there going to be people clapping when tear walks out of the kitchen again? Like what the fuck? Um, but that was, those are probably my biggest gripes yeah. um, with the game. Um, one thing I really want to give it is character character evolution. It was mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Um, like when Sindri tells Atreus about, you know, we only got three of the four parts of Brock's soul back. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's wild. Like, that was kind of a neat little piece. Um, Sindri going off the fucking the deep end later. After Brock gets fucking knifed by Cuckboy, Tear um, slash Odin. Odin, yeah. Um, well, that, that was which, kind of the cool thing is like the last game, Sindri and and Brock came off as like their utility for your character to upgrade, but as characters, they're like quirky and fun and kind of to the side, and they help a lot in like you know gadget ways, like oh we can figure that out, blah blah blah. In this game, they gave them more. Uh, to their characters for you to not just recognize them going like, oh, those are those characters I liked from the last game, but they're 
there's there's more lore to them to the point where you understand that Sindri actually has the, the secret that he's essentially kept his brother around uh, after you know getting three of the four soul cores, or whatever it was called, from uh, uh, hell or whatever. So he got him back, but like, yeah. And, um, and so it's, it's interesting because like in the last game, I remember looking at them, I'm like, why does Brock look like that? He's He's just like, he's just blue. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) I was like, okay, it's a fantasy game, whatever. I can look past it. But in this, he, as soon as he started talking about that, I'm like, oh, that explains (laughs) a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Makes sense. And their relationship's kind of weird because you can tell they care about each other, but they're kind of also detached and kind of, you know, different towards each other. Mm. It kind of adds a little bit to that dynamic when you know Sindri has that secret. Mm. Yeah, and it kind of makes you wonder, like, is Brock like that because he's missing his last piece? Or, you know, or was he more like like Sindri? Not like like Sindri, you know. Maybe he is a little dulled down from what he used to be like. Well, and, Mm -hmm. like, as far as the discoloration goes, it could have to do with the way he died the first time. Yeah. And just getting your souls back doesn't necessarily mean your body's going to go back to normal. It just means mm-hmm. you get to move around again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I liked. I liked the arc with Freya when she was the Falcon through Vanaheim. I was getting a little irritated, but um, just because Kratos, who's a man of very few words, was like, you know, I've lost someone, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't need your fucking... Uh, your thoughts and prayers or whatever. And, um, it's like, okay. And then like, she says something else and then Kratos goes, well, blah, blah. And then she goes, I don't need your fucking, I was like, okay. I was like, I get it. Um, I understand you just, you murdered Balder. Um, and that's hard for her to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, from our perspective, it's like, um, I understand from our perspective, it's just like, lady, get over it. He was trying to kill you. You saved your life kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Even Atreus, I think, says that once or twice to her. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, they go through all that stuff and you kill Needog, Needhog, and you um, break her spell that she finally, like, kind of comes around. And then... Uh, well, and the whole time, too, Kratos is sharing parts of his past, so... Mm-hmm. So Which is really kind of cool because um, that plus the spear kind of gives us a whole circle of like his whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, because even Brock says he's like, "Do you know how to use the spear?" He's like, "Spartans were like the first thing we train in is a spear." Yeah, and um, he actually uses very like Spartan moves, like when you uh, run and hit the melee button, he does like that weird Achilles like jump attack, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so it was really cool to see him kind of go back to the roots of his life as a kid or, you know, not as a kid, but as a young soldier um, and sharing that instead of just being Kratos, I think is, has one of the better evolutions because this whole time, you know, you're starting to trust Atreus. Like there are times like Atreus will say it, will say something. I'm like, all right, here's a grunt coming. But then, you know, Chris will actually have something to say, like meaningful to say to him, um, to you know further their relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, it brought that brought a lot to the table. So, yeah, uh, the char- character evolution was good. The game is beautiful. Oh yeah, um, 
There's a lot of times there's a side quest with Freya where you go to where she got married. Mm-hmm. It's like these waterfalls. Yeah. Like I was just standing there at the cliff and I was like, there's like rainbows and shit and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, wow, this is really fucking cool. You know what I and, stopped uh, and looked at for a while? During the fucking war in uh, Asgard, I went to the cliffs. I was just watching the world snake fighting Thor. And I was just <laughs> watching that in the distance, just like watching it. And I was like, when's that loop? And then it finally did. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it keeps going. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, you can actually, like, it's not just like, it's like a blue light fly, flying around. But, like, you can actually see something's in there. And you can see, like, it moving around. And it's, like, trying to bite him while he's, like, flying at it. And I was just like, that's fucking wild looking. That's a really cool thing someone did in anything. Yeah. Um, and then later, <laughs> it might be some of the footage I, I have in this episode. But, uh. Uh, I, I took it because like I was just staring between because I was fighting some people. I looked behind me uh, and between uh, two like peaks, I saw the world snake again, just like biting in the air. I noticed Thor was flying around him still over there. But then like I walked to the left a little bit and there was Ragnarok next to the snake just swinging at Thor. And I'm like, they're both trying to get that motherfucker out of the air. <laughs> it's like a flies flying around. They're like, get that motherfucker. Um <laughs> I was like this like and you most people probably wouldn't even stopped and looked at that but like I just like kind of looked up and I saw him I was like oh what's he I didn't realize like because I I have a good sense of direction so like after a while I'm like oh I just came from way the hell over there then if he's over in this direction now and then I saw Ragnarok and I was like that's fucking crazy but uh but that's kind of an extreme but yeah there's multiple times many times in this game where I was like looking at the stuff visually and I was just like holy shit Again, with the world snake, again, the first time you run into him out in that snowy area, it, it was like fucking epic feeling seeing him again, like just in that atmosphere, totally different than the last time you saw him, which was crazy. Um, yeah, the game definitely has some visuals. Also, just graphically, if we're talking about it, the best beard I've ever seen in a video game. The detail on Kratos' beard is in, it looks like a real hair. It's wild. Everybody's hair yeah, looks like, great, but like his beard is so <laughs> fucking. It looks you can see the individual hairs, and it's all like colored, neutral. Looks wiggles real. In wiggles in the wind. His skin <laughs> is real. Like I'll look at his character model in the background. The background looks amazing. It looks like a video game. He's real. <laughs> like his character model yeah. is the real dude. But then like behind him, I'm like, oh, that's the video game. They just imported like a, a real guy into the game because it looks like, like he looks incredible. Like a dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just like, wow, they did a great job on that character model. It's insane. Yeah, and since he's like covered with ash, you know, because he has the, the ashes of his loved ones and mm-hmm. stuff binded to his skin, um, it gives it like a unique look that obviously doesn't look like, like Atreus' skin or mm-hmm. Freya's skin or Atreus anybody skin's else's skin. fucked up. Yeah. That kid's yeah, unfortunate looking. <laughs> Um, you know, um, I, I do like like Atreus with his shape shifting, um, kind of turning. I really like how they turned like Norse uh, mythos on its head, mm-hmm. like how like because Fenrir is supposed to is Fenrir supposed to be supposed to be Loki's kid or something like that in the in the mythos, but it, like they made it so that like it's his dog. You know, um, after you put the soul into Garm, he kind of birthed him. Um, yeah, yeah. Which was a wild fight. Um, when you fought Garm, and he kept coming back. Mm-hmm. Dude, that uh, fight was fucking uh, a spectacle. 
I was like, I was doing the fight, but I was also just like, whoa, this is a crazy fight. It's so like, this is why video games are so amazing. This, I mean, like when AAA is done right, you get these experiences that you just don't get anywhere else. And you can Mm. argue some of it's like pretty cinematic, but um, the scale of it, the interactivity of it, it's just, it was like a wild fight that when I finished it, I felt like I fucking accomplished that. Like, whoo, fuck, we're finally over with that. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. uh, yeah, because, like, in the sky, there's all the realm, realm terrors that he did. Mm-hmm. So, like, the sky is looking like the northern lights. And, like, they're, you're just fighting him in this epic shit, and he's throwing his fucking chain at you. And, and, uh, the boss battles, huge improvement. Um, a lot of them, they're, the formula of them, uh, changed a little bit from mm-hmm. the first game because I remember fighting Balder. It's like, all right, in this stage he just does this. In this stage he just does this. Um, I do. Example. I do think some of them stay formulaic though, because even when I fought Odin and I fought uh, uh, Thor at the end, uh, I mm-hmm. became pretty good at knowing exactly what they're going to do because they don't yeah, change yeah, up yeah. their their behaviors as much as like. And those are just spectacles, really. But um, but they do have a lot more like side bosses as you play through the game now. Um, and their behaviors are a lot better than they were in the last game. Cause I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it was a little more telling in the, in the first game, but yeah, I do think some of the, some of the bosses still feel like that a bit. Yeah. I can't tell you any of those fucking gators I fought. Yeah. Remember the hell those things were called. Uh, Drakes. Yeah. Well, is that what they're called? I thought they were called like Genki or something like that. Um, yeah, like every time, like, dude, when you're going back from the Freya mission, and you push the boat in the water, and it fucking oh, leaps out at, yeah. at you. Scared the shit out of me. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no, I knew something was fucking up with that because <laughs> I was running to the boat and I ran on the right side of the boat. Obviously, you have to launch it from the other side, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But I walked through the boat and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I saw that. I'm like, I've never clipped through a boat before. And then I went to look at the boat to check what the hell happened. And that's when the thing happened. So I was not only distracted by just not thinking something was going to happen, but also distracted because I thought I saw a glitch, which I did. But I was like, what was that? And I'm thinking about that. And then a jump scare happened. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like, uh, did you guys fight any of the berserker bosses? Yeah. Like this game's Valkyries. Mm-hmm. Those guys yeah. are way gnarlier. Than... I've I've done everything in the game. So yeah, sure, he platinumed it. Oh Jesus! Yeah, get um, a couple days off. I was gonna say I I didn't platinum it, but I do enjoy like as you play the game, you pretty much can just complete it. Like all the Odin Ravens. Most of them. In the first game, I was like, man, these are fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> they're just hunting course but like in this one i'd be like i'd just be running through an area i'm like oh wait there's an odin raven here because mm-hmm. you can hear him and then and then i realize that they give you shit uh you know when you know if you kill a certain amount of them well kind of on top of what what you're saying about the god of war 2.0 thing um which i i heard a lot of people saying about that about the game before the game came out so it's interesting that, that you that you're saying that but um in, in ways that I do agree with that, I don't fully agree with that, but in ways that I do agree with that, um, the game overall just feels more refined. Like they learned lessons from the last game. And so like things feel less taxing and less 
of a chore in terms of like the side quest stuff or like the ravens. I felt less burdened by those. I would just be walking. I'd hear something. I'm like, oh, well, if there's one right here, I'm just going to hit it real quick. So I don't want to come back looking for it later. And I would do it. And I wouldn't even think about it. Whereas like, you know, in the last game, I felt like if you want to do every little thing, sometimes it felt almost like a chore And this. It's just like the way that they've done it just feels like content. Like it, it just, it, mm. it, it feels more engaging. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Fully you're outside just of, walking through it. Yeah. Area. But like the audio through. design of it, the, which I want to talk about, you can hear the leather folding on his shoes and shit when he's walking. It's so crazy. Um, mm. But anyway, the audio design of like the, the Ravens and then like seeing them and stuff. It's not like this. Some of them are in some really fucking spots, but like uh, they're, it's, it feels more gamey. It feels more fun to figure them out mm-hmm. in this one, um, as opposed to a lot of games where you have to collect a bunch of random shit like that. So I just think it helps mm-hmm. that um, quite literally everything you do in the game comes with a reward, like everything. Everything, yeah. I never feel like I'm wasting my time. Like those fucking those stone uh, tablet things. I forgot what the hell they are. Um, they're the all over the place. Tablets. The lore, yeah, mm-hmm. the lore. Which is funny because like almost every single time you always walk up to him, you pull Mimir out, and he's like, "What's it say, brother?" And then you put him away, and it's just like like you pull him out, you show him, it, and he's just like, "Fucking, you tell me what's about." And then sometimes he'll comment on him, but for the most part, he's always asking Kratos. I'm like, "You're asking the wrong motherfucker to tell you anything about anything." I think the first time you do it without Atreus, Mimir um, mentions, "He's like, it's a good thing you you learned how to read this." Oh, so he doesn't. Yeah, read it. Yeah, because I miss that? in the first one, in the first one, he doesn't know that's he's relying on Atreus because Atreus knows the language. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and, that and makes sense. This one, he like mentions. He's like, he's like, it's a good thing you learned how to read these, huh? And, I must uh, have fucking spaced that part. Yeah, I mean, the whole time I was like, what? The it's fuck like is flavor dialogue. So yeah, like yeah. you'd you'd had would have had to have caught it. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, that well, that corrects yeah. everything for me. I just always thought it was funny. He's like, "Why are you even bringing him out? Fucking if he doesn't know what the hell it says." <laughs> he just shares everything with him. He's yeah. his best friend at this point. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I do like a lot of the. Um, as much as some quips were super marvelish, there were some quips that were like genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. There's, I was in the crater, and then a trace is like, "I mean, wouldn't you like it if you were like." in the front oh, instead yeah. of the back oh yeah and then uh yeah then mimir is like yeah we tr- or uh kratos just interrupts and goes we tried that <laughs> and uh and then it was because like viscera got all over him or something like mm-hmm. that he's like he's like i thought i could handle it but i couldn't um little things like that i thought were at like genuinely funny brock saying what the fuck was that about mm. after that after the lady of the fucking forge spurned him um, I actually really liked when uh, uh, Tyr at the time is uh, making food for everyone, and Brock's like comes up to you, he's like, "You're not gonna believe what he's fucking doing over there. He's putting fucking <laughs> vegetables in it." <laughs> I'm just like, "You're so upset." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because wasn't he cooking before? Really, yeah. Yeah, and it's probably bullshit. It's really funny because. Um, because uh, as he's kind of figuring out that tears not tear yeah. a moment before he dies he's like he's like you come in here and you make your shitty ass dirt stew or something like that <laughs> he's like he's like and all these pieces ain't well together fucking true he's like what the hell is going on why are you calling him loki like 
Like, Which I, I appreciate he said that so much because like every time he was like calling him Loki throughout the game, I'm like, is he just like sold on that name? Because everyone here doesn't call him Loki. They all call him Atreus here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kept calling him Loki. And I'm like, what's up with that? Not that I suspected he was Odin, but. Yeah, they did a good job on that. Yeah, I never thought about that at once. But I was like, I never fully trusted Tyr and I didn't like him. Uh, so when that happened, yeah. I'm like, okay, good. Like, there's a good reason I didn't fucking like him then. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, when he finally asked that, I'm like, thank you. Why didn't anybody else ask that shit? Fucking Brock comes over and like, why the hell are you calling him Loki all the time? I also love one of the lines, too, where he's like, Tears like, I have to grab my things. And he's like, you ain't gotten, he ain't got things. <laughs> <laughs> Just instantly, like, refutes me making that claim. I'm like, this is so useless, but hilarious. And, like, it's, it's funny that just Brock being a dickhead. Yeah. Just like, everybody's like thinking it, but he's the only one that's going to fucking just straight up say it to him. And uh, it's funny how he like starts the twist, you know, like Odin showing his hand and shit and uh, that little um, scuffle where mm-hmm. fucking um, Kratos throws a spear and catches the mask. Um a little bit of an aside um the movie the mask with jim carrey mm-hmm. they mentioned that that mask belonged to loki of the norse gods so every time i see i saw that mask i was like that's fucking that's jim carrey um <laughs> dude no when i was playing it too they were talking about the mask and making a big deal about it and i'm just like when uh when fucking Atreus had it, I was like, that little motherfucker's going to put it on and all of a sudden have a yellow suit on and shit and start dancing around. <laughs> yeah, I didn't quite it, go there Because it was, like, similar. Like, yeah, I thought about that, too. But I kind of, I had the impression, it's like, you know, Loki is supposedly known as the liar, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I figured he'd put it on and, like, changes. Like, like a trickster or something. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. expecting something like that, too. And that just never happened. To, like, actualize is, him into Loki. I'm better. I actually think it was better that they didn't just follow that yeah. uh, but i was expecting it pretty much constantly well and the whole game constantly tells you fate's real fate's real fate's real don't make decisions you have to go with the flow of things everything's gonna happen the way that the fucking people said it it does and mm-hmm. then it just yeah. straight up doesn't happen which is satisfying for me because uh, yeah i i don't believe in fate so the idea of like you know you're locked into things I'm like no no you can stop making these decisions and make other decisions um well, the only person who seemed to like not think fate was real was kratos like yeah, everyone, my boy, my boy the stoic Kratos. Like, well, this is just mm-hmm. how it's going to be. Yeah. And everything's falling into place. Yeah, every time he was saying that shit, he's like, you know, we make our own destiny and shit. I'm like, fuck yeah. That's why, <laughs> that's why he's the goddamn god of war. This motherfucker does what he wants when he wants. Um, but the only reason I even bring that up is you bring up the mask. And, like, it, it never told us that was going to happen. But I just kind of thought for a second. I'm like, what if he, like, when they fully complete the mask, I, I kept feeling, feeling like it was going to betray somebody in some way once that mask's gets like fully built up and if Loki or not Loki fucking Atreus uses it I thought it was going to like turn into some kind of different arc that never happened and I do like the way it ended up going Um, but I thought it was going to happen just like with the fate thing they kept talking about talking about I'm like dude if it goes exactly the way they say it's going to go that's got to be really lame they better have some really good writing to make that make up for that and they just straight up denied it they just made the claim made the claim made the claim then went even the Norns like you know so you know I think they said something like you like fate's not defined like you can you can these are essentially predictions and then the drawings Mm -hmm. change over time based off of the new predictions um yeah Yeah, i also liked how they um 
show like a parallel between because Kratos in the old games talked, you know, went to hit the fates of his time, the oracles, mm-hmm. and um, they were like very self-serving, and you can kind of get a feeling for that in the Norns in this mythology also. Um, like they just kind of just they did the one thing and then that's all they believed in and I don't know it almost felt like they were self-serving and full of shit themselves um, which I thought was was a really neat play on the supposed you know fate spinners of mm. their respective mythos um, I think like I said uh, all we've been talking about is good things about the game so to wrap everything up, I think the game's awesome. Um, I think it definitely, it definitely has its place on like the pantheon, uh, no pun intended, of great games when it comes to PlayStation exclusives. Um, I don't want to take away from that. My, I just have personal gripes with it um, that don't need, to, you know, that in my opinion shouldn't take away from the overall product yeah you just have criticisms or observations at the very least of uh pacing uh writing and it seems um maybe they didn't do enough to evolve the formula since the last game mm-hmm. yeah. it's crazy because the writing like i said i i've praised it and i have a criticism yeah. of it so i feel the same um it's kind of unique take on it um but yeah it's it's an awesome game. I mean, mm. I don't really have much much worse to say about it. I guess that's not that, um, um, you know, differentiating of opinions of most people. But um, all I've seen is just straight, like, this is the best game ever made, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm. so um, it's good to kind of air that out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll jump into my impressions a little bit here. I'll try and be quick about it. Kind of hit some key points that I want to mention because uh, I feel like we talked about a lot there and we can definitely dive into anything that I'm talking about, jump in, whatever. But uh, yeah, so overall, um, I think this game um, is a strong and uh, refined evolution of the last game. I think it expands on everything the last game did well. Um, it does have some things to criticize like we did already. I might touch on them again, but uh, just to kind of let you know where I'm coming from. But uh, combat's better than the last game. It's definitely, uh, you know, the same system, but far expanded. Um, not only do you have just Atreus as a extra, um, um, utility of, of things to do in combat, but now you have Freya who's completely different, does similar things to Atreus though. So like for puzzle solving, stuff like that, you're not ever, you know, unable to do that stuff. And then, uh, it does a great job of like freshening things up with adding, uh, other characters to come with you. That's an evolution of the last game that, uh, I felt made the, the world feel, uh, more rich and full of life and made the characters feel, um, just better as characters that they could go on adventures with you. And it wasn't just always like a set piece where you just follow somebody. Sometimes they're just with you and they're in combat with you. And even people who aren't as proficient in combat as like somebody like Freya or Atreus still have something to offer um, in fights. And so that's a really cool system. I actually also think that that system does a really good job of like helping um, expand lore and storytelling Mm -hmm. in the game without making you watch cutscenes because you're constantly having a dialogue with different people all the time. 
playing as different people all the time. There's a lot of lore built up from yeah. ambient stuff in the game, which I think is smart. Yeah, and so you're taking in a lot of it um, without always being a cutscene because they could have very easily added way more cutscenes in this game, and it would have oh, yeah. really Bogged been a down. pacing uh, problem at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were definitely uh, finding other ways, uh, and I think they succeeded in giving you more information without making it uh, feel like a chore, and I think that system helps a lot with that. So much so that I missed that Mimir thing <laughs> at some point. Yeah. I don't even know where the hell that happened. Uh, I assume early on. Um but yeah, I think combat is better, plain and simple. You could make parallels, uh, comparisons from the original game, which you know makes sense. Uncharted 2, you still shoot people. Uncharted 3, you still shoot people. But um, I think the skill trees have expanded. There's more of them, especially with adding the spear, which I think is a great uh, addition. I think the spear is an awesome weapon. It wasn't my main weapon. I actually started using the axe. And all the shields. And all the shields. There's a lot of variety there. A lot of gear. A lot of a lot of things you can add to gear now too, like stun, damage, stuff like that. You can really fine tune and make a build even more than you could in the last game, and is. that is awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of customization, but there's only like eight stat or six or eight stats. Yeah. I can't remember. And so like it, it feels like a mix between like a pretty pretty complicated system, but also like casual friendly. Yeah, they're not giving you so much math that it makes it a pain in the butt, but mm-hmm. they are giving you a lot of tools. To adjust those stats. Yeah. It feels so. like you can fine tune your gameplay style because okay. I'm more of a run and gun guy in every game I ever play. And in this game, I kind of built my Kratos up to, um, I was using something that when I use my dodge attacks, I did more damage doing the dodge attacks because I use them a lot anyway, because I'm always moving. And so I got to the point where I was doing that paired with a couple of the abilities on the, my weapons like spin attacks or like really quick hit everybody moves that I was constantly just moving and hitting crowds nonstop. That's how I like to fight. And I could realize that through this combat system, which was really cool. And then with like the light and heavy abilities for three different weapons on top of your, whoever's your ally and how you have them built, especially if it's Atreus or Freya, you get to have another set of skill trees. Um, interesting with atreus you lose that skill tree at the end of the game but um, with freya it makes sense that you spend so much time building her up because she sticks around with you and so um i just like really enjoyed the combat in this game i liked in the first game but in this one when i got things kind of moving the way i wanted them to be moving i really love just wrecking people um in the beginning, it was a little slow going. Like I said, I started using the axe because I could do a lot of the distance combat, throwing the axe, dodging around, stuff like that. I'd go to the the swords if like a you know a weak crowd showed up and I wanted to hit them all. But then as I started leveling myself up and adding uh, things to the weapons to make them more powerful, I started moving over to the the chain swords. I started using those and and just using those mainly, and then I switch over to the axe if I needed to throw something or you know get off some of his heavy and light abilities uh, when they recharge just to get that extra damage in. And then with the spear added, it just added another tool to my toolkit for combat that just always felt raw and intense and crazy. And just being able to like one moment, just be swinging swords through people and like throwing people in the air, throwing my swords into them and fucking blowing them up. And then switching over to my axe, spinning into people, and then using my heavy attack, slamming into a dude's chest, spinning and throwing him off a cliff or into people, and then using the spear. And later when you get uh, that upgraded, I'm like stabbing dudes with my abilities, and then spears are stuck in them after I stab them a bunch of times, and then I'm just able to detonate those off and then switch back to a weapon. It just has such a good flow. 
So it's really um, smart with the spear too, because like it wasn't just like you stabbed and there was a spear there. He would let go, and then another one would manifest in his yeah. hands, because uh, obviously the spear is technically the ring. So, which is interesting too, because it becomes a new tool for the Castlevania-like uh, uh, exploration, the Metroidvania-style mm-hmm. exploration, in the sense that if you can just generate spears. He'll, he'll grab a rope sometimes, attach the spear, throw it, get it in there, and then just get, a, get another spear back. Just like and that, it's like, yeah. it's a cool, it, it, it's fitting to the lore, and it's also fun when it comes to the gameplay element of it. So um, long story short, I really like the combat a lot. I think it's a really good evolution of the last game, and I think the addition of the spear and the new characters to play with only expand the combat further, and I really enjoyed that. Um the nine realms, exploring all of them, feels like a lot. But when you kind of get to a realm and you decide you're going to just quest here for a little bit and you start forgetting about the other realms, just kind of treat it like its own zone, which they are, I think there's a lot of fun with that exploration. Uh, pacing can feel off sometimes, for sure. I felt that too. Sometimes I I uh, felt like I was like, I should be maybe doing this instead of this. But... Uh, I think every mission individually, maybe it's the in-between stuff. Maybe it's all the rowing around, which is just time for story building, I guess. But that always felt like long and drawn out. But the quests always felt like once you started and ended them, they always felt like bite-sized. They're always responsibly sized. There's never like a huge, long, slogging mission unless there's like a main mission with a huge story playing out. But like when you do like side quests, stuff like that. You, like I remember uh, in the first area and in Vanaheim, rowing around and I'm just looking at the sides and I'm seeing like a chest in the wall there and this, and I'm like, Jesus, like how, how am I going to find all this? And I felt like overwhelmed, but then I get to a starting point, I go through it and I end up organically just finding those things naturally, just doing that side quest. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, I almost felt relieved. I'm like, that's good. That's good design. Yeah. Like they're showing me like, well, you're going to want that, but they don't tell you how you're going to do it. But then when you finish it, finish a mission, the mission's designed for you to have found all those things. And so like, they're not really like keeping it a secret from you. They're just showing you that there's stuff for you to get here. As long as you're doing those side quests. Um, I had to kind of rewrite the way I was looking at that. Cause it felt like really like intimidating at first. Like, Holy shit, there's so much stuff to find here. But then, yeah, they, they designed it in a way that, um, allows you to find it, uh, fairly easily. Um, on uh, exploration, um, some of the, I, I guess, puzzles, the the basic ones of like, you know, using um, the runic arrows and stuff to put them in positions and light them and, and you know, kind of what Josh is talking about um, when they're talking to you and stuff like that. I liked most of those, honestly. Some of them were kind of annoying, but those were kind of fun puzzles for me because I liked having to position the orbs in certain spots um, to to get like, a, you know, one of the torches lit to get the chest open. Sometimes if it was going a little longer, I felt like I was wasting time there, especially with the, the dialogue. They'd just be like backseat gaming about it, but not being like specific <laughs> enough. They're just kind of like being vague about it. I'm like, shut the fuck up for a second. Hold on. Um, but uh, for the most part, those are pretty fun. Um, there's just a, there's a lot of things when you're exploring that are just like just enough for you to stop and think for a second, but not like sit there for too long and just go, Oh my God, dude, this is fucking stupid. So, um, I think they were, they were 
done responsibly for the most part. There's a couple that were annoying, but uh, for the most part, I think they're pretty good. Um, we already went over like collectibles and stuff like that, but um, I'm not a big collectibles guy. So that I even, I think I have like near 30 without looking up the Ravens. So I mean, like I grabbed a good amount of them. I think it's like 48 of them. Yeah, I was missing four by the time I beat in the game. So yeah. I just looked those four up to, to knock it out. I mean, like, fortunately, yeah, when you look was... at the map, it has the checklist for you too. Yeah. So I would just be like, oh, okay, I'm missing an Odin Raven here. And I would just be like, where's the Raven I missed? And mm -hmm. then every time I would look at it, I was like, how'd I miss that? Yeah. But I think uh, a large part of that too is when Josh brought up the sound thing, my sound setup on my PlayStation is not good. Mm -hmm. And so like, I didn't even hear them ever. Yeah. There's a lot of times I was just running around on a mission and I would hear it and I would go, okay, hold on. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. So it is a huge, yeah, there's, there's a couple times when like, uh, like he'd be, it'd be flying around in the air and I would just get fucking fed up mm -hmm. because I'm like, how far away is that fucking thing? Yeah. And like I'm throwing my ax a fucking hundred times. Then when you got the spear, it just became instantly easier. Yes. Yeah, so I was telling show too. Um, and we we're talking about this earlier. I was like, once you get the spear, you just start rapid firing those things at him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I agree there. There are some of them where I think I just left them because I was like, I was like, I can't keep just sitting here trying to throw my ax into it. Fuck this thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started realizing that you get like great heavy runic attacks from them. And then I was like, okay. So I started, I cleaned them up a lot. And an armor set. One of those. Yeah. And the armor sets was pretty good too. It's pretty good. Yeah. It didn't fit my play style, but uh, it seemed pretty good. So, well, so that's kind of just the great thing about the collectibles in this game is, like you said already, Chevy, you get something for doing them, and Everything, that's yeah. if you want me to collect your collectibles in a game, I need to be rewarded because I'm not, I'm not a, a person who wants to get 100 percent on a game, and I appreciate people who want to do that. That's awesome, especially if you play a game a lot. You might want to knock all those out, but like for me, I want to beat a game and play the next game because I'm always playing something new, um, and so you got to make it exciting for me and the excitement of, you know, hundred percenting, it's not, not there for me. So, uh, XP, I like XP. I like rewards. I like money. So, um, if you just give me something for it, uh, I'm, I'm into it and this game does that. So I was really happy about that. Um, on top of exploration as well, uh, the scenery is fantastic in the game. For it's, sure. it's a gorgeously, uh, um, visual, um, experience that that i i just really enjoyed i was constantly just looking at everything and the details and the pathing even though you know it is you could argue it's just like a lot of hallways outside of the open areas um it's all handcrafted it looks really great um all everything feels intentional um and all the realms feel different which is really cool um on top of that uh enemy variety is fantastic they have nine realms and there's a lot of enemy types now some might just be like reskins of other like you know body types but their behaviors their abilities all sorts of stuff i have realms i didn't want to go to as much as other realms because the enemy types there i fucking hated Niflheim. fighting not niflheim uh, niflheim alfheim uh, yeah, yeah fuck that place the the elves are really <laughs> i annoying. hate the elves dude. yeah exactly and even when you're there when you run into them again when you're trying to leave I, th I think it's like a trash. So he's like, Oh God, he's like, there's more of them. Like they're, they're even self-aware that yeah. these enemies are annoying to fight. Um, obnoxious. Yeah. And like the orb guys are super easy to kill, but there was kind of like cliff racers for me. They were annoying. They would like be flying around and you shoot some arrows into them and then kill the, them. Like the nightmares. 
no, like no, the, no, no. The fleshy ones or the wisps? No, the wisps. Okay. Those ones were just like not hard. They're annoying. The the nightmares are annoying too, for I sure. I think the nightmares are way worse than the wisps. I think they're both annoying. That that Two that like flying around them, and yeah. you just got to stop to kill them real quick mm-hmm. and move on. They didn't really pose a threat. They're just kind of like there to keep you busy. I'm not upset they're in the game. I just don't enjoy fighting. Right, them. right, right. Um, but like a lot of like most humanoid enemy types are a lot of fun to fight. The big uh, fights are, the big huge fights are amazing. But like um, even like uh, you know like a giant troll shows up or something like that. Uh, they, there's a lot of there's just a lot of variety in the game, and games that are um, smaller in scale have far less enemies in them when you figure if you made a smaller game you could spend more time on the enemy types this game's not small and there's a shitload of enemy types in it so i was uh i really appreciated that um there's a lot of variety um and you always feel when you're in a realm that you're going to be fighting something that that belongs here um which i really uh enjoyed um a lot more mini bosses in this game than the last game. I remember in the last game, a lot of people wanted more of that, and they gave us more. So I appreciate that. The by berserkers, the berserkers are there. There's a random. Uh, I remember I was walking by. I looked over, and there's like a red one of those werewolf guys. I forgot what they're called. And uh, they're like, "Oh, careful with that one. That's an alpha." And like, that's going to be a tough fight. Oh yeah. And then yeah, I said, like, "Said something about mm-hmm. it," and I was like. I'm gonna fuck that thing up. Yeah, and then I just <laughs> whooped his ass. But and he was a little, he was a little crazier than the other ones. But uh, it was cool because you didn't have to fight him. He's just over there, and there's well, a reward. When you revisit the the prison cell that you found Tyrion, mm-hmm. there's a fucking troll in there. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was because I was just walking through, and all of a sudden the music went crazy, and a fucking hit point bar showed. I was like, "What the hell is happening yeah. right now?" <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, long story short, they added all these yeah. mini bosses all over the place, and. It's great variety. You know, you're yeah. fighting all these enemies. You can beat them pretty quickly. They pose different challenges, but then once in a while, you got to like sit and fight a dude. Uh, and, uh, you know, those are the big experiences that you go, hell yeah, dude. Like, that was dope. And they happen more often than this. So it's cool. Also, the, uh, I forgot what it's called, but there's like eight of them the Draugr guy with the fire pits. Oh, it's one. yeah, the fire. Yeah, there's six of them. Yeah, six, six or eight. Yeah, you, you fight the same person yeah. six times. Yeah, I thought that was neat. The first time I ever fought him, he fucking kicked my ass. Um, I had to use one of those uh, things. Uh, I forget what they're called. The, the crystal, resurrection, the resurrection thing. I had to use one of those. I didn't buy those very often. I'd never really I always kept th- one on me. I, towards the end, I started doing it. So I'm like, why don't I just have one on me? But like, I never, I, most of the game, I didn't even use one. And I'm not even saying that. I would just die and restart, which sucked. But um, I brought this up to you. But a couple of the berserkers and then the, the Valkyrie fight, mm-hmm. um, I had to. Uh, use them on a couple of those just because like they were just so aggressive yeah. and I play very defensively. So yeah. Yeah. Say, those berserkers, like there's a, there's one that just like right when he started, he started shooting like lightning from the air. The lightning one was pretty annoying. And was, yeah. And I was like, man, fuck you. Cause it like, it almost killed me almost like instantly. I was like, yeah. I'm a little under geared for this. Yeah. The first berserker I ran into when the thing started up and the arena kind of formed, I was like, Oh shit, this is like a Valkyrie type thing. Yeah. And I started fighting the guy and, um, I was like, I'm gonna come back to this because like, he was like, just going fucking insane. I almost killed him too. But, uh, yeah, I ended up dying and I was like, this feels like something I should come back and just start like knocking these dudes out one at a time. Cause I was like really deep in the story at that point. I wanted to keep moving. So, but, uh, you know, that goes, goes to what I'm saying. Enemy variety, mini bosses, a lot of options. Um, I never even went to the, the arena place. 
I finished it. Yeah, it, and I haven't uh, been there. It is just yeah. as just the same as the first game. I honestly, I'm not a big fan of like that when they do that in DLCs and stuff mm-hmm. either. Like Arrivals. This, this yeah. isn't even a DLC. It's just straight up with the game. Well, and the reason I finished it, um, outside of like by the time I beat the game, like I said, I had like four achievements left, and one of them was to finish that place. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like. Every time you complete one of these, even if you repeat them, you get a gold chest full of stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I can level up my swords this w- or my weapons this way. So Yeah, now that I'm not trying to meet a deadline to finish the game so we can have this like full spoiler conversation, which I'm really stoked we were all able to do that and be able to do this. But um, I want to go back and do all the little things um, because the game's fun. I enjoy playing it. Um, there's a lot of lore in there, too. And there's just a lot of shit in the game to yeah. like unlock. And there's things to get my character, not my character, Kratos, stronger to fight. It's not over yet. Yeah. Like, you know, I that's that's awesome to me. So, And the last game did that, too, with the Valkyries, which I thought, you know, a game like this doesn't need a, an end game. But it did. And that's awesome. And this game did even mm-hmm. more with it. So, uh, you know, God of War 2.0, if we want to call it that. It's it's an evolution, and it's a better evolution. I'm really happy about that. Um so let's see. Exploration's awesome. The realms are awesome. Uh, visually uh, amazing. Character models are great. Graphics are great. We don't, we don't need to talk about that. It's a really good looking game. Um, combat. Love the combat. Um, the music's good. Music's really good. Um, it's not as good. It's not like a soundtrack that blew me away, but it's very fitting. It works really well. The sound design's really impressive. Uh, I was listening constantly to, uh, I, you know, I have my you know, uh, surround sound headphones on. I got it cranked. And just hearing in cinematics where like Kratos is grabbing his axe and he's running his fingers on the metal and you can hear the metal on fingers and then he touches the the wood and you can hear the wood and then like he's moving and you can hear the weight of his body pushing leather against the ground and you can hear the, the leather folding when he moves and stuff. I'm like, these are all, they probably just had somebody wear something like that and recorded it. But yeah. like, it's so impressive. I was, it's so immersive. Um so a lot of the sound design is really good and not just in the cinematics, but like in the combat, a lot of sound cues, a lot of things being called out. They do have visuals that show you when things are about to hit you, but even your companions will tell you to your left, to your right, brother, all that shit. That's like really precise. It's, it's really good feedback. I actually really appreciate cause I really hate when they clutter a bunch of colors mm-hmm. on this. I mean, that was a complaint with, uh, the Gotham game that came out. Like I thought the, the, the indicators for oh, things were Gotham like a Knights. little too wild. Um, this game still has that, and I'm not like the biggest fan. But in the heat of battle, I actually didn't notice the rings that much. It was they're just kind of enough. faded and below your like around your waist almost. Yeah, and they're not the, like up in the air. Well, I mean the rings when they're in front of you. Oh, you're right? talking about the rings? Yeah, yeah. I think and you're talking about the, the arrows, yeah. the indicators. Yeah, they're just these little tiny yellow ones, mm-hmm. so you know. And then red when they're dangerous. Yeah, and so it's just enough, um, you know, for you because you fight it groups people and they will not take turns sometimes so like yeah it's good to have those um otherwise you're gonna get interrupted a lot and probably make combat less fun it is a video game so yeah um, yeah so i do think they handled um that part well and a lot of that too is the sound because you you the hear sound it. the visual uh design um they they to get that HUD down and all those things down to the point where it's not annoying and like done responsibly, like they taste tested the fuck out of that. I'm sure in beta testing, yeah. it, it works. Um, one thing, think about combat real quick. I don't want to go back to combat too much, but one thing I really enjoyed is they. Uh, I forgot. What, oh God, I can't think of names right now. But when you essentially 
go Super Saiyan and hit the two buttons. Spartan Rage. Spartan Rage. Yeah, yeah. I like that there's three versions of that. Yeah. You can heal. Nice, uh, tidbit Dad. Yeah, which one do you guys use the most? Because I use the last. I use the one where you charge people the most. Yeah. Uh, I use the original. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Um, I, I was gonna. I was gonna stick with that one because that one just works. Like you just go crazy, start punching the shit out of people, and you can kind of save you for a second. The healing was nice, but I I hated not having that buffer, that oh shit button. The healing also mm-hmm. will only give you a partial heal if you hit partway through it. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I was experimenting that annoyed with it. the fuck out of me. Yeah, I was experimenting mm-hmm. with it because I was having trouble with um, the very last berserker, and because uh, he was just hitting me so often, I was like, I just need like enough health so I can run over and grab a health. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, and I would go to use it, and I thought it wasn't very good. And then there was a moment for some reason he decided to attack Freya, and I was like, Oh, okay. And I got to use a full one. I got more health out of it. I was like, Oh, I'm being interrupted. Mm-hmm. That sucks because that when you're well, had, when you have the Spartan the original Spartan Rage you're not getting interrupted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. I always use that like, one as a no shit button. If yeah. things are getting crazy, I'd fucking hit that and kind of give myself a second to kind of recalibrate, try and take out key targets that I I want to get rid of right now, or yeah. you know give myself time to heal and shit. Mm, yeah, they um, it it also had like a it was like a parry, the uh, the healing one because if you did it at the right time, you'd actually got a boost of strength also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it seemed like halftime I would use it and then I'd get hit by the attack and then I would just like lose all the health. I just healed mm-hmm. back anyway. And I'm like, Jesus fuck. Yeah. Cause you're, you're so, kind of, um, animation locked for a second. With yeah. It, so. so it's yeah. like you almost had to run away and use it, but you know, especially like the werewolves, they're up your ass. So, yeah. um, and they don't quit. There's times they go into like that spin cycle and mm-hmm. like you have to fucking guard against it. Yeah. I, uh, what you're saying about like the, the animation kind of makes you invincible at some points. Like, uh, I utilized that a lot, but the charge when I used, uh, ever since I unlocked it, I, I stuck with it because, um, it recharges quickly. You get a lot of charges. You don't just have one big one. You do, you do like one, you, you slam into dude, you hit two, him. Yeah. Um, two, when you get a full bar, it's like two bars. Oh, I was able to do like three in a row. No, I'm talking about the, 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 oh, the traditional. You're talking about the yeah, yeah. the traditional. Okay, gotcha. But yeah. um, and those are like these big things that uh, like I said, that's the one I stuck with originally. But then I started using the charge because the way I play, I play really aggressive, and so like when I'm fighting a bunch of dudes, I'll find like the highest level dude, and I'll just like or or even small dudes, I'll try and kill them as quick as possible, get rid of the ad type thing. But um, if those dudes give me problems. I'll just like spam my abilities at him in a fucking corner. And then when he goes to do something, I'd use the fucking rush. And I'd slam into him and I'd hit him and interrupt him. And then I'd use another ability on him. And then he'd go to do something. I'd fucking slam to him again right. and just hit him. And I'd just keep him busy so he couldn't fight me. And uh, it was super useful for me. I really fucking liked doing that. And it recharges so quickly that like I was using it pretty often. So, um, But anyway, I, I really liked that they had that. This game really wanted to allow people to fine tune the way they fight. They want to fight with Kratos while still maintaining Kratos as a, as a character, because even at one point in the beginning when they're jokingly saying like, Hey, maybe we should try and stealth uh, into the next place. Uh, and Chris is like, no, 
<laughs> just like because that's not him yeah. he's not the ch- kind of guy who's gonna sneak up to kill people he's gonna show up and he's just gonna fucking wreck everybody um dude doesn't even have relaxed posture he stands like he's just ready to fucking hit someone at all times yeah so. <laughs> exactly um and so i like that they kind of make a joke about that because like a lot of third person action games nowadays especially open world games stuff like that will have some kind of stealth mechanic to them and god of war good for them they don't have to develop that system but also it doesn't it doesn't welcome it like Kratos is not that character Mm -hmm. and so um that they can add all these varieties on the way he can fight while still maintaining that he's just a brutal motherfucker even when he's healing he's brutal like it it works really mad the whole time yeah exactly like it's just it's just perfect the way they 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 got that so uh yeah combat's good sound design's great fantastic music's really good uh the story as a whole I almost feel like I like the last game's story better only because it's a little more intimate, a little more personal, a little more gritty. I like the the character building of uh, Kratos and Atreus together. It has a very, uh, you know, Last of Us or The Road vibe to it, which I really dig. Um, but the scale of this story is so much bigger than the last game that there's so much little stories in it to to uh, take in that that is just great, in my opinion. Uh, the amount of lore that's offered in this game is insane. Um, the first game is like an introduction to this new world that Chris is in. It's like stranger in a strange land style thing where everybody's like, why the fuck are you here? Who are you? Yeah. And Chris is also like, don't talk to me. Get the fuck away from my cabin. It's kind of situation. I don't want you to know I'm here. Exactly. You're like, I'm just trying to chill. And, and even in this game, towards the end, he's like, we're going back to the cabin. Like, fuck, fuck you guys. Have your war. I'm going to take care of me and my kid. That's it. Yeah. Um, mm. Trying to revert back to that. But this game's... Scope and scale is just so much bigger than the last game. But then, like, uh, you know, towards the middle to the end, I start getting a little more hooked to the story uh, in the sense of, like, um, just the gravity of it. It started started feeling uh, really good. So the story is really good. Um, I I like that it kind of ties up loose ends. It deals with every consequence of the last game. Um, you know, with uh, with with Baldur's death and Freya, I do think Freya was kind of handled sloppily in her writing. She's still a good character, but she kind of came off one note for a lot of the game. Um, but I can get into that in a sec. But uh, but the story leading to Ragnarok um felt epic, especially when he found was name Surtur, the guy who turns into I think so. Like that whole scene, that was, fucking space scene was gnarly. Was yeah, it was wild. And, and you gotta like when you drop him off, then the two Valkyries came. I'm like, this is fucking fantasy, dude. This is high fantasy. I love this shit. This is yeah. fucking dope. Um, I also looked at that and I thought of Elden Ring for a second. I'm like, man, we got two games in one year. They're like, like Scandinavian style fantasy, like crazy shit. Like it's. It's, I don't know, it's, it's been nice to, to see that kind of um, imagery. Um, but, uh, but yeah, at that point when everything starts like getting really crazy and, you know, like war's coming and you're preparing for it, like that was dope. And then like the whole war scene was awesome. I was wondering how they're going to handle that. And as soon as you show up, you see like all these dudes flying all over the place. They got like defense uh, system set up. Um, that you watched them build and had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the part where uh, Sindri shows up and he's just fucking looking like Frodo with the one ring at the end of uh, Lord of the Rings <laughs> fucking Return of the King when he's in the volcano all ash-faced and shit. Sindri's looking haggard. wild. Um, yeah, he just shows up and they're like, how are we going to get rid of these things? And he just hammers that thing and just blows them all the fuck up. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's like civilians like buried under everything. I'm just like, this is this is getting raw. Um 
the story was good. It was cool. Um, and I like a lot of the arcs. I kind of, I kind of was not surprised by Thor because I, I knew right in the beginning they wanted to make him like a likable dude. And they really try to push that, that he's like this drunk, troubled, uh, warrior type dude. And uh, you partner with him later and, and do stuff with him. But that they just like blatantly killed him off, I thought was pretty bold. I expected to see more of him maybe in a next game or something. So that was he pretty didn't crazy. He get an opportunity for redemption. It was just. Exactly, yeah. Fucking Odin's like, well, you're useless to me now. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll get into the characters in a sec because I have a lot to say about that. But um, yeah, the story was big and epic. Uh, and. I do think it's really interesting how they went the route, even though I thought it was kind of sloppy in some parts where like Atreus was like, I can't tell you dad. And Chris was like, can I trust you? And he's just like, you just got to trust me. And he's like, I don't know if I can. And he's like, you just got to do it. I'm like, you're, you're not giving him a whole lot of room to trust you with the way you're talking to him. But I do think it's, it's a really interesting dynamic where you are going to Asgard and experiencing their world pre-war. And seeing how everything runs there, I thought it was really neat. And kind of doing work with Odin, who I think was a pretty likable character, even though I didn't trust him. I thought he was a charming, charismatic character, but he's a manipulator, so he should be yeah, charming and fit his uh, yeah. mo. So. As soon as he started talking, I'm like, "This guy's trouble," because like I kind of like her, like I kind of like him, yeah. but he, he's definitely he wants something. <laughs> like he's he's not trustworthy for sure, and he's not too too nice to Thor. Um, so yeah. Um, Quick speaking about Asgard, um, when you come over the wall, because like ever since the first game, I was like, "Ooh, Asgard! I wonder what that's gonna look like. Like, how crazy is, is it's gonna look?" Um, you come over the wall, and it's just like a village of Vikings. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually really neat. I really like how they didn't like make it like some weird futuristic shit." Because well, like in Valhalla, um, you go to Asgard. It, like Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. and it's all like futuristic and crazy, like skyscraper rebuildings. Well, in Marvel, it's all like white stone, shiny, like you know, it's it's just like the perfect place. And this place, it's like you know, Vikings, yeah. their gods yeah. live there, Valkyries, and even uh, Atreus sees. Uh, he assumed that uh, Odin would be living in like a palace, some kind of castle yeah. or whatever, and he's just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's like the, the his his you know. I forgot what he called it. It's like a big tent or some shit or big, big building. But, uh, that he built himself. Yeah. And he's like, he's not, why would he live in that? Like, it's just a completely different culture. We're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because, yeah. Versus like from Kratos's background, the Spartan gods did live in, yeah. in royalty basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it was, uh, it, it just felt a little more in like with Thor being this big fat dude, he was tough as shit, but like he liked mm-hmm. to drink. He was strong, man. Yeah. Fat, yeah. Um, it worked. Yeah. He, he was still threatening. You look at him like, so that's a big motherfucker. You're not going to sure. do anything to that guy. <laughs> like, um, the game a, takes an axe to his stomach pretty well. So he was walking around most of the game with just an open wound. I'm just like, <laughs> is that thing going to heal? I love that part where you're in, um, Muspelheim and, uh, Atreus tricks him into doing the, um, the trials. Oh yeah. And like the whole time you're like going to see that, uh, you're going to look at Suter's, uh, Surter's cabinet, those fucking lore cabinets. Mm. And uh, the whole time you can just hear him in the background talking shit. I yeah. swear you can hear him from that far away just going nuts. <laughs> Bellowing. <laughs> I was trying to like convince yeah. him. He's like, hey, you should go do this thing. He's like, eh. 
He's like, you should do it. He's like, all right. And he like just jumps off and he's just wrecking shit. And he comes back telling you like, I fucking killed everything. Yeah, I like how he just admits he had fun for a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I gotta admit that was yeah. pretty fun. But yeah, uh, it's just back to business. <laughs> uh, speaking of Asgard, real quick, um, that was one of those zones that I stopped and looked at shit before you go over the wall when you're walking through Death Stranding. Essentially, I was like yeah. looking around. I was like, this is fucking cool looking. This feels alien. This feels like a weird realm. It feels like a realm you could exist in, though. Like you know, even though you run into monsters constantly, Trace is like, I, why do I have to fight these things? I thought he invited me. Um, and then you come upon like, you know, a bunch of people who live outside the wall, and it's a huge fucking wall. <laughs> like it's it's massive. Yeah, exactly. Um, it felt so. It, it made sense if mm-hmm. you're trying to if you know your threats and you're trying to keep them out, you construct something like that. And even when uh, Trace is talking about how the giants built the wall, or whatever, and Heimdall's like, you think that? Like they have completely different histories that they that they know um, when it comes to that. Um, so it just felt, I don't know if it, it felt authentic, it felt like it just worked. Mm. Um, and like you were saying with the, with how Asgard looks, it's just like a village, um, with like Valkyries and stuff, which is wild. Um, it was really cool. It was really like grounded, but like also high fantasy, um, that, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. What was I talking about before? Oh, the story. Mm. Um, yeah, the story's good though. Story's good. The story's huge and epic, and and mostly just uh, uh, an amalgamation of many stories that play out. A lot, of, a lot of characters in this game that you get to meet, and and uh, characters from like the past, like that dude who was like the boar or the pig or whatever before. That was interesting. Yeah. When you run to him, the the one that Atreus shoots. Um, there's just a lot to it when it comes to uh, lore and story. Um, and then of course the big things, you know, the finale where you. Uh, fight uh, Thor. Um, and surprising, he gets murdered. Makes sense though. Why he got murdered? Uh, fighting Odin, which was uh, an interesting fight. Because I was like, that motherfucker's definitely got to know how to fight. He just kind of walks around talking a lot, but then you know he gets gets kind of crazy at the end. That fight was n- not that hard though. Um, I no, thought it was Thor just was a worse. fucking royal rumble. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so many times I was in there just beating his ass. Yeah, and Trace running in, fucking swinging at him, and Frey's running in, swinging at him at the same time. Felt like more of a spectacle than anything, but it was Definitely like the was. finale. It's like Thor was the fight, and the finale was Odin just kind of seeing what happens with him. Though I hate fighting anything that that gives you the Bifrost debuff, man. I, yeah, Bifrost is annoying so as shit. Annoying. Yeah, um, and Frey gets weird as soon as Odin gets down, and she like starts choking him out. I was like, this motherfucker's <laughs> going to kill Odin. And then she's going to be like, I'm going to kill Kratos now, too. And everybody, <laughs> like, I was waiting for her to have her, like, fucking villain 2.0 arc. Um, but she didn't. So that's good. Uh, and then, yeah, the end with, uh, w- when it comes to story, um, uh, Atreus leaving. That was really interesting. Wasn't expecting that to happen, especially because I spent time building up his skill tree. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's just like, I'm out of here. Uh, it was a touching scene. It was cool to see Kratos uh, see on one of those like um, those fate tablets that uh, you know people are going to celebrate him and not fear him. Um, that's you know something that he hasn't really experienced. Um, his arc with uh, you know closing your heart to it, then opening your heart to it. It's it's fine. It's uh, I'm, you know the idea of softening Kratos up isn't super appealing to me, but it's a good message. Um, because he has to learn to adapt and be, be 
be good for his son as well. It's not just about the way he views things and the way he was raised and and what he went through, but now he's got to allow Atreus to be him, his own person. I don't know. I think it also kind of works too, though, because in the first game, he's spending the whole game like trying to like put that life behind him, but mm-hmm. he's doing it in a way like which you shouldn't do, which is bottle everything up, bottle yeah. everything up. And in the second game, um, he's still doing that for a lot of it, and eventually he just like you know makes small attempts to like actually understand other people's perspective of the thing and like put a little more trust into people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it makes sense. I do think it is pushed a little hard. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it feels it feels a little mushy. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think it was laid a little heavy, a little, little yeah. heavy handed. Um, well, and and then like a throwaway line, I think Sif says it to him or something like that. Somebody says to Kratos one time, like, "You have no idea what being a god is. Mm-hmm. Um, you've never been worshipped. You've never been like people god? don't ask you for stuff or care for you or whatever." And I was I like, man, that's kind of rough, but yeah, it's true. When you're in the Dwarven realm, when you run into Odin, that's when that, that conversation happens, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then at the end, when he opens up that cabinet and he sees the statue of him, I was like, oh, shit, he Being is going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah he's been the, that was really cool. He's been, like, reluctantly the god of war, but ever, it's all been vengeance and fear and, you know, war, essentially. And now that like towards the end they're they're looking to like help people um and they're able to do something good that benefits people it uh it kind of shines him in a different light um makes him a hero for the first time because he's always you played god of war for the vengeance aspect you want chris get fucking these people get back yeah Yeah, exactly um but now you know there's evolution of raising a kid and accepting him for who he is and now you know that's slowly people get softer as they get older anyway but like uh it just kind of adjusts things to where kratos can finally you know be a hero and not the not just the dude who will destroy you if you wrong him um so yeah uh atreus Stark i thought was really interesting they really have evolved him into his own character which i i really appreciate uh he was kind of a side thing in the first game something to protect uh, he was an interesting uh, part of the story for sure, a huge part of the dynamic of of the whole game. But uh, in this game, at first I'm like, is he just gonna like bitch and fucking rebel the whole game? But like he, because in the beginning they're like constantly just like, oh, I should be able to do this, blah blah blah. Like and uh, the first fit he throws where he runs away, I audibly was like, you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I get it. This is a trope. We can do this. But I think they actually did a really good job on Atreus. He, he obviously cares about his dad and he's trying to be good towards his dad and his dad is like short stoic we do it my way not expressive yeah. he's a general type dude he's so he's like this is how it's done if we're gonna survive just fucking listen to me um and he's typically right but that's not good for a relationship and so um yeah atreus evolving uh into his own character he's not just kratos's son he's not just like even in the way he fights, his abilities, he's interesting because he's half giant, half god. So he has like weird abilities that Kratos doesn't have. And they really have fleshed him out that, and I don't want them to do this, but if they wanted to make a game where he plays Atreus, they could. He he works on his own. He needs to grow up and become a, a more interesting main character. But his evolution as he gets older, I think this is three years after the last game, he does feel like 
somebody who was a kid who's learning things and, and becoming their own person. Um, I think they did a really good job with that. Um, yeah. In his arcs, when he goes and hangs out, what Josh is talking about when when they're riding the yak around the swamp, wherever uh, with Agrabota, um, I thought that was a really uh, fun independent scene. It was pretty long. I felt that as well. It was a long scene, but um, uh, the story before that wasn't gripping me a whole lot. And once we started diving in a little bit into the giants' lore, I thought that was pretty interesting stuff. And Agrabota was a was an interesting character. I think she's a a little cliche, but. Um, she's fun and, uh, and a lot of stuff she brings to the story, um, I thought was really good. Um, and she's not around all the time too, which I, I appreciate. There's so many characters that I'm like, we don't got room for like everybody. <laughs> like we only, we only have so many, but like she'll pop in her once in a while and, and, you know, uh, add some stuff to it. And, uh, I thought that was a lot of fun, especially the whole like souls in the marbles thing. I was like, that's fucking wild. Like that's a whole thing. Like they can make a whole game where Trace is looking for these marbles. Um, and when he just puts the fucking soul into that snake randomly and just goes away, I'm like, all right. Like, we know where it goes now. But, like, yeah. when that first happened, I was like, Is that, where did that snake go? <laughs> like, what, what's going to happen with that? Um, yeah, that was that was actually a really cool scene because uh, that really starts, like, the how time is a circle. Yeah. Because they talk about how the Yorgamander, or York, the giant world snake, mm-hmm. was just a python at one time but it grew yeah so atreus was setting him in motion which was wild well i think also in the first game they mention uh that the world snake i think the world snake mentions he he's familiar with atreus mm-hmm. and atreus yeah that he was familiar yeah yeah and so it connects and then, that yeah it's which wild is, that which is interesting because you play that first game and he says he's familiar or whatever and they keep playing this idea of like loki and it's like well, what's that all about? But it's not even what they're going for. Because I was almost for a second in that game going like, is there like a separate entity or se- separate part of Trace we don't know about that like, you know, some things can recognize from him? But no, he literally like created him, set him into motion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really interesting mm-hmm. the way they did that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, story's cool. I like how they handled Atreus. Um, I did like his combat parts and his story parts, but they were very linear. They were just for story, and those fights did feel really easy. They're but also, way easier. it also felt like a third-person shooter to me, so I was like right at home with it. Um, I was like dodge around just shooting shit, and I'd run and smack people around, and I'd dodge around some more and shoot some more. Um, but like his whole transformation thing's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, you know fitting for you know who his mom was and the giants and stuff like that. Um, to have like these like almost like uh, I can't think of it. What are the characters in like Diablo who can turn into things like druid. a were- druid. druid or like a, a druid? Yeah, it has like a druidic feel to it, which I really kind of dug. Um, and just separates him so much from Kratos as a character. They feel so different now, which I, I'm really happy. Um, Although that kid's got to watch his hairline as he gets older. I don't know if, if that's Kratos shaving it or if that's... But I was like, at that kid, I'm like, you, you got to get rid of that, that dorky hair you got, kid. It's not going to last long. Um, well, his mom's got full head of hair. True. <laughs> um, and yeah, with that, uh, story's cool. Uh, characters, um, I like most of the characters. I think some of them are kind of annoying. And I think some of them were written interesting since the last game. So Kratos is awesome. I, I like what they did with, uh, Atreus. Um, he's becoming an interesting character. Uh, Mimir feels different than the last game, but I think he feels more supportive 
than he did in the last game. In the last game, like you find him and he becomes that. But in this, he's like when at one point somebody says that they're they're like brothers. He says brother all the time, so everyone's like a brother to, to Mamir. But um, Kratos and Mamir have uh, like a bond to, together that that feels like inseparable. Every time someone takes Mamir away, I'm like, wait, you can't take Mamir. Well, even even part of this. at the end of the game says he's he's like a second father. Yeah. So and so, I really like that that dynamic of uh, of Atreus and his two dads. Apparently, um, yeah. <laughs> really cool. Uh, Anger boat. I thought was a lot of fun. Um, oh, one thing I want, I didn't mention uh, that scene with her grandma in the house where she's a giant was done so well. It was so insane looking visually. It was fun. It was really refreshing. It didn't feel like God of War. Yeah. I feel like I was playing It Takes Two or something. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, this is a Pixar movie. What is this? Like, what the fuck is this yeah, arc? That was totally yeah, it was a bizarre. wild boss fight. It was yeah. weird. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But it was like amazing the way they did it. I was mm-hmm. like, that look that doesn't look like just a big character model. That looks like a fucking actually like a giant. Like that looks like they did it so good. They did that really well with everything. Even Tyr, his movements were different than like other character models. So it's not oh, like yeah. they just took Tyr and then made him a big character model. They like actually built a giant in the game, and then like, or not giant, but just like a t- fuck tall ass dude, and like his motions, his movement, the way he sat in chairs and stuff. Like they really thought about this stuff, um, and so uh, they handle size so well. Even the dog, the dog's mm-hmm. movements, man, was just running around through tears, and everybody. <laughs> They tell or uh, uh, Trace is like, oh, I, I let him free. And everybody's like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> everybody, everybody, Freya, no, he's got no friends. They're all like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, he's just going to keep going through tears and ripping shit up forever. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we got to go put him down, I guess. But I like how at one point Trace is like, oh, I'm going to tame him. And Chris is like, tame him. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Because he's just like, I don't know. And Chris is like, I only know how to do one fucking thing. And we're going to do that. We're going to kill this <laughs> fucking thing. Him. Yeah. Well, and then they and did, it they, almost worked. Well, they t- kind of technically tame him because they put fucking uh, Fenrir uh, in there. But uh, I thought it was funny how he's just like, oh, I'm just going to go in there and talk him down and shit. And Chris is like, what? <laughs> what are you, you talking? This motherfucker's ripping through time and space. Just destroying everything. Like, when you're running around, you just see him in the background running across, like, going in between places and stuff. I'm like, this is a big deal. shit up. I I thought everybody was being a little rude to Atreus at first. Like, they'll take care of it, and they do. But then you see him, I'm like, oh, no, this is, like, not good. Why the fuck did he let him out? the fact that all those, you know, the undead are just pouring even into the... the, uh, Yeah, it's fucked. uh, What is that? The world tree or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're even, like, uh, one of them's, like... Like, this is only the fucking beginning of the problems. Like, that they're just pouring in now. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of problems that are going to fucking happen with this shit. Um, so, yeah, that was, that, was, uh, that was fun. But um, I don't remember how I got there. But uh, Characters. Characters, yeah. Um, Angry Boat is cool. Because the giants. Animations, yeah. Uh, I never liked Tear. I thought he was annoying. I kept calling him a cuck. Um, I saw people on Twitter going like, oh, I love this guy. As soon as, as soon as he started talking, I was just in love with him. He's such a cool character. I'm like, is he, he just walks around going, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't understand exploration. Just like whining constantly. And then at the end, he's just Odin. And I'm like, fuck that guy, dude. That guy never was cool. Um, and I feel validated. So I'm like, that was a spy the whole fucking time. That guy killed Brock. Fuck that guy. Um, which was a wild scene too. Uh, that whole scene's a clusterfuck. Like, as soon as Brock gets up and starts bitching him out, and I'm like, that's right, fucking tell that nerd. 
And then he stabs him. I'm like, oh, he fucking did him dirty, dude. Tears a piece of shit. And then he turns into Odin. I'm like, oh, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. I just saw like a tear was just like an asshole all of a sudden. Like, I was like, I never trusted that guy. That guy's got, I'm not going to say that, but um, he's got a certain vibe to him. But stabs him, turns into Odin, and then he's grabbing fucking a trace. And everybody's like getting crazy and shit. He's like, give me the mask. And then he gives him the mask, fucking throws a trace. And then he throws the fucking mask or into the wall with the spear and shit. I'm like, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, characters. Yeah. Uh, Thor, I thought was really cool. Um, he didn't play as big of a part as I thought he would. But uh, he was a really good supporting character. Um, he had good I, conversations with Sif behind the doors if you'd lean and, like, uh, listen to him. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff. And I also love the scene. Uh, Sif's his wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. That scene where uh, they're just doing what Odin's saying, what Odin's saying or whatever. And, like, we're supposed to support Atreus because he's the main character, one of the main characters. But they really do a really good job on showing, like, people in Asgard and, like, their perspective on it. And, like, she's like, dude, this guy fucking killed your kids. He's sleeping in their beds. Like, all this shit's happening. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, why? Like, she was bitching at first. I'm like, shut up. But then, like, she brings that point. I'm like, that is pretty insulting. Like, spit in my face, why don't you? Yeah. And finally, Thor's just like, without even saying anything, he just gets it. He's like, okay. And then he's like, I'm going to fucking kill this kid. Like, I'm done playing this game. <laughs> and that's kind of the beginning of, like, where it leads where Odin ends up killing him. And I was like, that was, like, really subtle, that conversation where he was just like, my wife's fucking telling me this. It makes sense. Like, why the hell am I doing this? Yeah. And then he fucking yeah, and the, nopes the fuck uh, out with that orb. At that scene, uh, Odin's talking to the two Valkyries, and those are the Valkyries you end up fighting, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. Because they showed up, and I was like, oh, it's them. Yeah. And then I just fucking kicked the shit out of them. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of wasted side characters, because even the the new Valkyrie queen uh, becomes like a objective once you beat the game. I haven't gone and done that yet. You know I haven't either. Do you end up fighting her, Chevy? Yeah, oh yeah. And oh, okay. uh, I've seen people any, bitching about it. Anytime you you fail like a a red, uh, and she's like you know stomping your fucking head in or something, um, when you get out of it, it's not because you get out of it. Freya comes up and starts like having like personal dialogue with her, like mm. yeah, because they have a connection. Connection. So she will like come over and like wrestle the Valkyrie off while scre- you know, screaming all this like past stuff they've, they've got going mm. on. Interesting. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty rough fight. Um, mostly cause a lot of times you'll get that ring, you know, with the, the, the three colored rings or two colors or whatever, uh, blue, red. And I sometimes look green, sometimes look yellow, but I, we're going to say yellow for the, the say, or yellow or green. I guess you said they look green for the most part for you. I think they're green. Might be the TV. I don't know. It could. I, yeah, I don't know. Because sometimes even in the game they'd look green or yellow, so maybe it has to do with the background at the time too. But, um, anyways, those rings they, they kind of slowly come in, so you have time to react. Hers are like, like super quick. They're like, Ksh! so yeah. you have to react pretty fast. Uh, that's the yeah. only thing that really makes her hard. Other than that, her and like the last berserker just have like large hit point pools, and so it's an endurance fight. Yeah. But with that, like none of the characters are wasted. Like if no. they name somebody off, there's something about them that uh, that that will come up later, which I like. Um, I'm gonna try and speed this up because it's already getting late and you haven't even gone through your full impressions. But I mean, I've I'm been sure doing you can it you can just kind of piggyback off a lot of what, mm-hmm. we were, what we've already talking talked about. But um, I thought Thrid was a really annoying character, Thor's daughter. 
Um, she also looks goofy. So like every time she was in the mix, I was just annoyed. Um, the the chick who's like going to be a Valkyrie or whatever. First daughter. Yeah, I uh, I was not a fan of her. I'll just put it lightly. I don't think there's anything interesting about her. I don't think she's charming. I don't think she has a good personality. I don't think she has any uh, great dialogue. Um, yeah, she, she was looks annoying. like a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand her body. Like she, it looks like she, she got hit by lightning. She definitely has more of Thor's uh, frame. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's cool because I was looking at her face. I could see both her parents. I was like, this is a video game, and this looks like their daughter. Yeah, and besides her hair being styled like it was from the 1980s. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, she had her mom's hair, though. She'll be right at home in Monster Hunter. She'll like a Monster Hunter character to me. 100%. Yeah, she'll like she'd be out there hunting down fucking one of those things. But, um, yeah, not a big fan of her. Um I think some of Freya's dialogue uh, got repetitive and kind of one note in the turn in the sense of like, you know, what she went through and what her ambitions are. Um, I think once she lets go of that, she becomes more interesting as a character. Um, so, yeah, that was fine. Um, Sindri and uh, Brock uh, were way better in this game than the last game, and they were awesome in the last game. So I'm just glad they got some some something added to them. Uh I really liked Odin. I thought he was a really good uh, villain. Um, I kind of wanted to trust him sometimes. So he was effective in, in how uh, manipulative he was. And I do think a lot of his, what he said was like true, his ambitions. And when he told Atreus, you can leave whenever you want. He wasn't even lying about that because he just wants him to help him figure out that fucking uh, all knowledge fucking tear. Um so that was really interesting. Obviously, he's a piece of shit because he'll just kill his own son out of nowhere and treat him like shit and use people to get what he wants. But uh, uh, the performance was really good. Whoever played him, um, really good. Uh, same thing with Thor. Thor was really good as well. But I guess that guy has been in like Breaking Bad and other things, so people know him from somewhere. Um, he was on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, people. As soon as he got announced, everybody was like, "Oh, it's blah 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 from blah blah blah." Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he definitely uh, worked there really well. Um, Freya's brother, uh, Freyer. <laughs> I was gonna mm-hmm. say Fryer. Um, I don't feel like we got enough from him as a character. Like I, I couldn't. I didn't get to like him. So his sacrifice mm-hmm. wasn't like that meaningful to me, and we didn't really get to see him in his element until the war when he got the sword and was actually doing cool shit with it. I was like, Oh, that's kind of badass. They can like fly around with that thing. He's like blocking shit with it. Like a shield. That's the thing. It's funny. He's like an actual God. Yeah. It was like, it was dope. But before that, he's just like this, like he reminded me of like someone's like brother who's on drugs and needs a little bit of money today. And you're like, well, don't support his habit. Like, well, he's my brother. I got to do it. Like he just kind of always came. He's like, Hey, (laughs) Hey, and they get in trouble. You got to go bail him out. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I also like how um, his sword, um, when they're they're having dialogue about it early on, um, you know, you always hear, you know, uh, they talk about like Thor talking to his hammer and stuff like that, and he comes off kind of crazy because of it, Mm -hmm. and then like the sword has the same thing going on. It also has like a lot of the same properties, like being able to fling himself with it to fly and and stuff like that. So it's interesting seeing like a similar family of weapons and like, this perspective everyone has of Thor because he's like talking to his hammer and, and, you know, it's kind of like seems kind of crazy. And then mm-hmm. Freya's weapons like the exact same. And you got to 
experienced that with uh, with Atreus when it was your guardian because yeah. it was talking to you all the time. And uh, so I think someone at some point goes, yeah, you don't want to be caught talking to your sword. People will think you're nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I do think it's interesting. I also, small detail, I love uh, Thor's snap to bring his uh, hammer. Yeah. Like he was just like like when he finally was like I'm sick of this I'm sick of you and your son and he's like when you go to fight him he just fucking like pulls his hammer and the fight just starts I'm like that was fucking that was pretty cool, but uh, it is cool because like you know, a lot of people know Thor from like Marvel movies and they follow a lot of the same principles where his hammer can't be moved by other people and he uses it to fly and shit. In this he does that he'll throw the hammer and fly over to it and stuff like that it's 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 a cool dynamic but because we are playing in a world of gods. Uh, you know, Freyr also has a, a sword that does similar stuff, like you were saying. That's really neat to see. It's not just Thor's weapon that does stuff like that. And even even Kratos could pull his fucking axe out of nowhere. Um, well, the weapon you know was made by the same people who made Thor's hammer. Exactly. So, yeah. so it's like it's neat that there's just weapons like that um, that people have. Um, oh, and uh, one character I I like that I think this is my. People aren't going to agree with me. Josh moment. Um, I liked Heimdall. Um, the dude who can read people's intentions. Um, as soon as he showed up, I was like, this is kind of like a Jamie Lannister kind of character for me. And I liked Jamie Lannister as well. Uh, especially early on, people were like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. I'm like, I like him. He's like honor bound. He's a piece of shit. But he also can back it up. I like when someone's a piece of shit and they're cocky, but they can also back up what they're, what they're talking about. They're not just like a weasel. They're like, they can fucking actually enforce what they're saying and you could argue heimdall like only can just tell what you're going to do but he can and so that makes him a formidable opponent he's fucking kind of scary that you can't hit the guy mm-hmm. um and the way he talks to people comes off like oh he's condescending he's a know-it-all he is he like no one surprises him with anything and shit so i thought he was a really interesting character i thought the fight with him when you actually hit him and he's like what the fuck and then he starts just going crazy and then you like go to like you know let him live and he hates that he's like what the fuck are you doing like and like the fight just goes insane i thought he's a really cool character um he deserved to die for sure but um i like i like a bad guy or a villain that i can like identify with a bit and go like i understand where he's coming from because he was like honor bound to odin he's doing everything odin fucking told him to do he didn't get along with thor but that added a dynamic to as (laughs) that added a dynamic to asgard that was interesting not everybody agreed on shit um, and when uh, Atreus shows up and he's lying to him and he's like questioning him first off he's like I'm not interested I'm just going to kill you that would have saved Asgard a bunch of fucking problems well Odin <laughs> um, if he just chucked him off the cliff that's what he's going to do and then finally he like brings him up and the whole time he's just testing him and reading his mind and shit and he doesn't trust him and uh, that whole dialogue too when Odin first shows up and he's like he's here to betray you and Odin's like I know he is and he's like He's like, you're not going to kill me right now, are you? Like, he already knows what, <laughs> what he's fucking coming to do. Yeah. But he's just like, hold on. We can get some stuff accomplished before that happens. Like, I, I thought the dialogue was, like, really good for yeah. that. Um, yeah, he knows what's going on, but he doesn't really have, like, because of his power, he's kind of like an in-the-moment guy. Mm. Um, versus, like, Odin's obviously more of a schemer and a manipulator. Well, Odin can see the big picture because yes. he's smart. Right. Whereas like Heimdall just has that info. Yeah. He's jacked into your data. He knows what you're thinking and shit, but he's not some big crazy mind. Right. He so just has access. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, Odin doesn't need to have that ability 
to kind of still grasp on what the hell people would be doing. Yeah. So I thought that dialogue was really cool. And even that you picked up on that, that we can discuss that they did it effectively. It's really that, mm -hmm. that was good writing. I really liked that. And that's one of yeah, the, the um, time doll. The um, part where Thor is like, he's like getting up against Thor and starting to flip up shit. Mm -hmm. And then Thor's like, I will fucking murder you. And he goes, how are you going to do that? And Thor's like, look in my eyes and fucking and tell me what you see. And then Heimdall instantly just fucking kind of goes, mm, and then just has some attitude, but backs down. I would have what loved to see that fight. See? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm curious. Maybe he can't read him. Maybe he's so fucking, uh, maybe he's on a, like a minimal level. He just has no idea what the hell he's thinking. I don't just know. He's pissed drunk enough that it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Middle, he's, just, he's too dumb to fucking for Heimdall to, or like, like Chevy said maybe he's just stuff. so wasted that it's like too hard to read I don't know I mean it's gonna be a weird example but like the brain slugs in Futurama die when they try to eat uh, Fry's brain because there's nothing going on in yeah it. yeah something <laughs> similar like that like I, it was an interesting dialogue because like for most people if they walked up to Thor and be like oh I'll fight you like I'd be like no you're not like that, guy, that motherfucker's gonna kill you but this like little blonde guy comes up and he's like, he's not even like afraid of Thor at first. He's just like, and not even like a bratty way. He's just like, what the fuck are you going to do to me? Like, I already know what you're going to do. But then, you know, something in that dialogue gets to the point where Heimdall's like, nah, this isn't worth it. I don't know what that would, would be for, but like, <laughs> wish they explored that a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was a really interesting dynamic and how like Thor his relationships with everybody and shit, shit too was really cool. So but anyway, I've talked enough about characters. There's plenty of characters. There's a lot of really good ones, a lot of really good side ones. Um, and then some with writing I thought was a little sloppy, but whatever. And I think that's about all I can think of when it comes to, comes to impressions. Um, unless you have something you say to kind of inspire, bring something out. But yeah, if you want to, we're already two hours into this, so yeah, if there's anything you want to it, add to fine. it. I'm not going to have a lot more to add because I've already been putting yeah. in my, my two cents. When yeah, I, I figured like we was. would all just be able to chime in on this. So, um, But, I mean, yeah, I, I had a, a great time with this game the same way I had the great time with last game. They do feel a little different, but I do feel it does feel like a sequel. Um, mm -hmm. So, And I do think because it is less a story about just Kratos and him trying to raise this son to survive and more about the entirety of the realms... Um, it is going to feel different regard. I don't think there's a, a lot of ways around that. Hmm. Um, I do think they've handled the, the, the storytelling really well. Uh, a lot of things that I, I made a lot of assumptions like going through because I'm just basing it off of what I know of, you know, the character Loki, the character Thor, the character, like all these things, you know, about these in lore and they intentionally don't do those things. And I'm very happy about that, but they still have enough to still be that, that arc, you know, that, that, that lore, that character, you know, uh, yeah, they're playing around with that lore, but they're doing their own thing. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. Um, it's the same, and I, I made this example to you, uh, before, but like, it's the same reason I like when final fantasy, um, you know, they're a little more extreme in, in their, um, uh, uh, what am I looking for? When you, you take, uh, like when directors take source material and then add their own thing, they take, uh, uh, liberties. Is that what it is with it? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Final Fantasy goes really extreme with their liberties with it, but it's still like as neat uh, when they they play around with with that lore. It's the same idea here, except mm -hmm. way more grounded. Um, I I think um, the biggest parts that we didn't really talk about too much that I want to kind of touch on is um, all the flashbacks when Kratos goes to sleep of his relationship with uh, 
his his uh, I guess his widow, Faye, Faye, his 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 ex wife basically. Yeah. Um, and oh, there's one. Sorry, there's one. <laughs> he said something about the water, Kratos, uh, in the canoe thing at some point earlier, and it reminded me of there's a scene one of the flashbacks where. Uh, <laughs> He, he, like, helps Faye into the boat holding mm-hmm. Atreus, and then he gets in the boat, and as soon as they, they get their ass even on sitting down <laughs> on that fucking bench, he fucking uses the orders, goes, boom, and just shoves them out into the water, and the whole <laughs> boat rocks really hard, and then they move, like, five feet, and she's like, oh, those gentle waves are so nice. I'm like, that motherfucker just gave that kid shaking baby syndrome, dude. Like, that's why Atreus <laughs> has, is kind of a little fucked up. It's because of... That was essentially like a bus hit him, like the, how hard he, he pushed off from the shore. But, uh, yeah, the flashbacks were interesting. Yeah, I, I really liked it because, like, you know, what kind of, you know, woman uh, is going to be able to put up with Kratos? The dude doesn't talk. He grunts. He just kills things. He's, he doesn't have, like, a lot going on outside of just surviving and um, having a past of just murdering absolutely ridiculous, you know, foes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have... You know this this woman who who uh, also in her own right is able to fight as we find out a lot more when you go to the crater, and you get all the lore bits in there about how she fought Thor there and that that lightning bolt is the same exact thing that happened, um, as later when you fight Thor and even in that fight when you're with uh, fighting Thor, um, and that happens he goes oh this feels familiar and Kratos mm-hmm. goes what and he's like it doesn't matter. Uh, and he doesn't expand upon it. It was because he, uh, Faye and Thor fought out in, in Vanheim before. Mm-hmm. And that exact same thing happened with these two godly weapons. So, um, And that he didn't know that she had this side to her um, that she lived before where she was able to like be a, you know, a competent fighter and have rage and stuff. Cause she seems very put together and calm and like, but she's able to put up with him cause she's had a similar, um, type of, of uh, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for. She also had like a, a moment in her life where she was basically just running on rage and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, plus, you know, just being able to get a face on like who getting to know that character and not just be like talked about was nice. Um, I think her message is good too. I think some of her lines are okay, but, uh, but yeah, it is good that we got a face and a character, a personality to them. And to see her and Kratos together was interesting, even though a lot of it was just her going like, you'd like better if you smiled more. You should talk more, blah, blah, blah. Just like fucking. And the whole time, Kratos just like. Well, I mean, she even flips some shit, like uh, asks him a question. And, uh, and before he even grunts, she's like. You know, makes a grunt noise or whatever because she mm-hmm. knows kind of everyone. Which calls them grumbles at one point too. Yeah, and it happens even with other characters in the game where they're just like expecting you to grunt, and then he actually says something like, "Oh, you yeah. had something to say." So yeah, um, and I think the final scene with her and him was good, where she kind of like tells him, you know, to open his heart and stuff like that, not to live in the past. We're not the past, all that kind of stuff, and it kind of reflects on too how he has a conversation with Atreus. Um, that was a good scene. Um, what also adds to, to the giants, like being so like focused on fate because mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to die. Yeah. I have to do this, you know, 
stuff before that happened. Yeah, she was in a death cult, man. She's like walking through the woods <laughs> while he's holding a bucket of fucking paint. She's just painting all the trees and shit. And yeah, putting up with that that barrier just that getting ready for this the shit. first game. But uh, yeah, so that was interesting. I liked you know getting that that back uh, story aspect. I like that in a lot of storytelling, anyways, mm-hmm. where they go back and kind of like fill in some some of the history um in little bite sizes through the whole experience i don't like when they spend a lot of time on it in one sitting yeah um yeah it, I, I think it was bite size it was like perfect yeah the way they did it um and then yeah connective tissue stuff like i brought up with the thor and and Faye versus thor and, and kratos having the same outcome the world snake getting the giant soul in it and becoming that world snake um and Odin getting a fucking soul marble, and then Sindri just going, fuck this, and just breaks it. <laughs> I don't know about that being part of the connective tissue part, but... No, I was just thinking about the souls thing and how Sindri was just like, um, I'll make this decision. Anyway, sorry. And then, and then, yeah, even, like, you know, when, when uh, Fenrir dies and, like, he accidentally casts that, that soul capture spell and puts him in his mm-hmm. knife or whatever, um, there's just a lot of really smart connective tissue throughout the entire game and even when you're doing like those the side quests and stuff like that you get all these parts that start connecting everything to this like you know central you know event that's about to happen yeah um and it's just really smart um it it definitely i think is a fun way to do storytelling because you don't need it to get through the story and and still enjoy the story but i do think it enhances the story a whole lot um, yeah and they do a good job with that uh there are parts where it does drag on a little bit um I don't. I didn't mind the uh, Edgar Boda part, like writing on the back thing. But I also I played the game super slow. It took me fifty three hours to do the whole game. So yeah, and I beat it in twenty eight yeah. hours. I play slow, anyways. I saw some dude on Twitter fucking going like, "God of War Ragnarok is the best twenty two hours I put into a game." I'm like, "How the fuck did you beat it in twenty two hours? Did you not do any side quests? Yeah, you <laughs> just ran through it like, savor it a little yeah. bit." Huh? I think straight campaign, it was like 21, 22 hours. You beat it in that? No. Oh. Well, no. I'm probably close to 26 or something hours. Yeah. Yeah. And but a lot I of that. did all, every single side quest and stuff given to me. Yeah. And a lot of that too is that I don't usually, I don't run a lot. I'll just like oh, actually dude, walk places. I'm running a marathon in that um, game. Even like the first time you get the, the sled in the desert part. Um, not the dog sled, but the the later one with like the weird dog things. Um, mm-hmm. There was times where I was walking instead of using them, and even Jesus. even Faye was uh, not Faye. Uh, I've lost Freya. her name. Freya was like, you know, we can use the sled. I was like, no, I know. Like I'm, I'm and they're, walking and they're the, following you. The yeah, whole time. yeah, I love that the dogs will actually follow you too wherever yeah. you're at. So you're never like looking for them or having to call them and shit. So they have to teleport there and stuff. Yeah, so just to give perspective on like why it takes me a long time to get yeah. through all these games is because I, I generally I'm, I don't like using vehicles a whole lot in games and I don't run most of the time. I walk. Yeah, I play that game. I play a lot of games like I'm fucking trying to get to the electronic department at fucking Walmart on Black Friday when everybody else is there. I'm <laughs> well, shoving through this dude. year, but yeah. Hey, well, back when that was a thing, but like, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm just like going. And when I get a fight, I like, I gotta kill you guys as quick as I can. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And I start just running and I'm like constantly flicking my stick all over the place, like looking for things. I'm like, Oh, there's a thing. And I, I, yeah, I'm just going. you are more of a, slower pace player yeah not in like a negative way but like more methodical you're 
looking over things and yeah, figuring yeah. things out. Taking in the lore that I'm not apparently. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I love, uh, we already talked about characters, so I'm not gonna go through too many individuals, but I think almost every character in this game was like completely enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you didn't like them, that's a good feeling to have. Cause if you don't like them, they're doing their job. Yeah. Um, there's only a couple characters. I just kind of just didn't give a shit about at all. Um, I do think third or whatever her name is, was like a whatever. Like I didn't feel one way or the other. She just existed. Um, and then the same with the dwarf that uh, inevitably replaces Brock, which I don't think oh, anyone yeah. fucking can. Who, who cares about her? Um, fucking Ellie from Borderlands 2. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just did like every time she spoke. Um, her face is doing weird shit. I was looking well, at her. She's missing. She's missing. <laughs> her eyes is milky. So. <laughs> I just felt like there's a lot of independent movement going on in that face. I was like, people are different, but like. Uh, it's like, you're going to replace Brock with that? Yeah, so well, then she's, she's Dude, still yeah, trying to be funny. And I don't think replacing, you know, Brock's humor with another humorous character was a smart move. I think no. she should have a different type of personality. Though I feel like she only existed because at that point where Sindri runs away and is on his fucking bad guy arc, um, doing bad things out, out by himself. Somebody's got to do his job for you and she was kind of there for that except for when he first runs away you can't access yeah but there's it's like pretty short after that i was like wait how the fuck do i upgrade my gear and then she's just hanging out i'm like oh yeah after things chill he's still gone obviously because he's mourning but um yeah she becomes your blacksmith but uh, yeah, there's a period there where even she's not available. I'm like, well, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. How am I supposed to upgrade anything right now? That guy wrote mm-hmm. wrote Kratos and Atreus off like fucking. They were never a thing, dude. That guy was quick to be like, I let you in my house. And well, you and fucked o- me over. And obviously, he's speaking out of like grief, a uh, very emotional state. I think Mimir makes a point of going like, you know, during grief, you can't take what people say to heart. Yeah. But he's literally like, you took all our shit. You took us. You, you lived in our house, like, and now I'm like brotherless. That's and, what I got. And what did I get? I lost my fucking brother. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I thought that was. A I thought that was one of the like better scenes. It was the a whole good team. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. His speech. I wasn't expecting that from that character. Also, this dude who's been like super squirmy and like, don't touch me. I'm afraid of germs. All of a sudden, just like looking pissed off and then coming back completely filthy and with blood on him and stuff like that. I was like, wow. <laughs> Speaking of squirrely or squirmy characters, that fucking squirrel guy, Ratatosker, where the fuck his name is, that yeah. character model's yeah. insane. Yeah. Like when he was moving around Chris stuff, I'm like, this isn't even a cartoony game. Yeah. That's just a strip squirrel man. And it's so convincing. It's crazy. <laughs> well, and then, yeah. So I was going to bring him up too. Cause we didn't really talk about yeah. him is that, um, I really like, his role is like the basically the the caretaker mm-hmm. of the tree, but you get as you have a few more conversations with him, you start learning like you know to take care of all these things. He takes an emotion, takes it out, gives it form. It does tasks for him, but there's a tidbit he gives later because you ask like, so you just emotionless like, or, or they just can do whatever the hell they want? He's like, well, no, no, I have to take them back in every once in a while, um, and then just deal with that emotion, and then I can recreate it to do tasks again. I was like, that's fucking horrifying. Yeah. To have just like all this pent up, like in the case of like anger that's just been going on forever and ever and ever, and you're not experiencing it at all. And then all of a sudden you just take that in, you have to process it in one sitting. Like, that's awful. 
Yeah. So uh, that was a fun little tidbit. Uh, I like. I got he's like the fucking landlord. Yeah. Of that tree, and like when you're like, what are those dragons down there? He's like, no, 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 those aren't dragons. And he's like, those guys have been here for a long time. And then you kill Needhog, and he's like, why? Where is she? Where'd the babies go? Yeah, yeah, they ran off. He's just like, why would she not be here? Blah blah blah. And the whole time, like you just killed her. <laughs> I was like, he also like the one he learns about. No one it. says shit about it. No one says anything, and then he learns about it anyways, and he doesn't yeah. like get mad. He's like. Oh no, the the situation was understandable, but mm-hmm. we, the babies need to come back because they're off, yeah. fucking off now. He's all, he's all and they need to be chewing on the roots. I just like so. even even when he's asking, he's not like sympathizing. He's just like, why the hell is she not here? Yeah, like why would she leave them here? <laughs> um, and then also, uh, I sat there and just rang the bell over and over again. He'll have constant changing dialogue to the point where um, uh, at first he's like, "Yep, that's the bell. Good job, you rang it." It's like. Oh, weird! It's very uncharacteristic of you to to like you know pretty noises and stuff like that. And he's like, "Oh, you're just trying to get under my skin." And then finally, the last one, he's like, "Quit ringing the bell." <laughs> so there's one point where I was talking to him. It was like the third or fourth time I came back, and he's like, "Hey, come over here." And I like talked to him, and he, like he was in the middle of something. And I was like, "I got shit to do," and I like start walking off towards the building or the house. And he's like, "Oh, I guess you're just going inside." And like he says in the background, as he's saying that, I hear Brock at the door going, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't make anyone happy. <laughs> this guy's pissed. I'm just walking away from him, and Brock's pissed. I never came back in the fucking house. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. There's a lot of detail in that kind of stuff yeah. too. Even and they did this in the the, the first game as well. But like mm-hmm. when you're traveling, and then if you get off, like hold that thought, you know, type of thing, and then you'll oh, be writing later, and they'll be like, hey. Finish that story you were talking about. So, what do you? Oh my god, dude! When I was in the crater, there's like little bits where you got to ride the boat, and like it's never a long time though. So, I would just be like, I'd get in the boat, and then Mimir's like, "Let me get back to the story of blah 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 and blah blah blah," and then he'd barely be able to get that line out, and the crater's like another time, and then like I'd get back in the boat. And then he was like, let me get back to that story. And he just said the same line. He probably said it like 15 times. It's like to the point where I just stopped. And yeah, I was yeah. just waiting for him to tell the story. When, I, 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 when I was doing fuck. the wedding location for Freya and Vanaheim, uh, on the way back, like I stopped a couple places and she, they'd be in the middle of the discussion. And as soon as I touched land, I was like, oh, oh, we can save this for another time. Or like when I went to go upgrade my gear, he's like, best not to talk about this right now. And like she's like mid sentence, I get back in, she started over again, and I was like, dude, let's just get this fucking story like knocked out because I'm getting sick of like, you know, I'm gonna forget what you said originally. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck we're talking yeah, about now. I, I would say it happened like maybe once or twice to me, and then at that point, that was the only egregious time. I was like, holy shit! But I I do like they do that. Yeah, I like that you can't just like miss that dialogue and be like, what the fuck were they talking about? Like it will when it continue comes off a little more natural, like yeah. um, which I like, but the. Yeah, I would just, as soon as they start talking, if I'd get to my destination, I would just wait for them to finish before I land. So um, that way I didn't have to deal with. That's the way to do it. Yeah, that way I didn't have to deal with. Not right now. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. uh, I don't really know what else to add that has been really said. Um, The one thing I I will say is like in the post game, getting um, a second set of credits after uh, attending the funeral uh, for Brock was kind of an interesting way to handle the credits. Cause at first mm-hmm. I, I thought the credits were super short. 
I was like, you're walking down this hallway, and there's like spots. Once you get to them, they appear. Um, and if you just stand there, they'll just stay there. And as you walk, they fade, you know, type of deal. That whole thing was like seamless. Mm-hmm. The way they did the credits. Yeah. Because like the cinematics happening where you're talking with Frey or whatever, and then you're just standing there, and I'm like, what happens next? And I, I move the stick. I'm like, oh, I can play at, at that point. And then like when you're walking like through the place, the credits are rolling, which I thought looked really cool the way yeah. they did it. Um, you told me that there was a second credits yeah. to to do, and I, I would have done that anyway because uh, I wanted to attend the the funeral. But uh, that that's it's like there's a hard ending where like this is the end of the story, but if you want closure, yeah, do the funeral um, because there's other games and movies that don't handle the death of characters very well sometimes, mm-hmm. and this game seems aware of that and like no no we're gonna have like a whole scene for it yeah so. Um. So I thought that was uh, an interesting way to handle that. Um, mm-hmm. I do think people are going to be missing out. It's not their fault. Or the game doesn't really incentivize you to do it. But there are some hidden locations that appear after you beat the game that um, add some little tidbits. Like being able to go to the, the turtle uh, when you have Freya with you finally. And she gets to have a conversation with the turtle about apologizing for leaving it there and stuff like that. Um, and then also um, in... Niflheim, the 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 place with the crows. There's the Asir prison. Yeah, prison. That's there all of a sudden, and if you do that, you find Tear, like the actual Tear. Yeah, and it's like he's like, "Who are you?" And then you kind of tell him like, "Asgard's fallen and fucking Ragnarok happened, all sorts of shit." He's like, "Huh?" And they're like, "Hey, let's get you food and shit." He's like, "No, I gotta think about that for a second. Like, he doesn't <laughs> even know what the hell's happening." Yeah, and then it shows it, it gives the implication that. Odin must have had this prison mm-hmm. because, um, for people he wanted to shapeshift into. And obviously they needed to be alive for that power to work. And so he just hid them in this prison in, in yeah. Niflheim. Yeah. And he's, and he's using his version of tear as a, as a way to essentially spy on them and shit. And yeah. like, you need the real tear to not be accessible. So he's like hidden off somewhere. Yeah. So it was really a interesting bit that, you have to find on your own and also like, closure for that. Cause yeah. um, I think I saw someone on Twitter complaining about how the, there was no closure about tier. Like where the fuck's tier at? Yeah, it's there. And it's like, it's in the game. They just don't point you at it. Yeah. So um, for sure. So they probably could do a little bit better job of that. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the Valkyrie fight um, after you do all of the, the tournament stuff, uh, you hear a noise and then you, go through this crack in the wall, you climb up and then there's just like a little table and a book and you go to pick the book up and she shows up and starts fighting you. So, and then her and Freya basically having a conversation while you're fucking trying not to die. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. Um, pretty neat. A lot of little things at the post game. I totally recommend doing that. If you yeah. I plan on doing it. So I just wanted to get credits rolled before no, for we sure. had this discussion. Um, and then yeah, I the I agree with the the tonal change with the grandmother fight. Mm-hmm. That was um, neat and well done, like you said. But yeah. it it was not the same game. <laughs> so yeah, it was weird. It was very strange. But it was still so, cool. Like it's yeah. not it's not even a complaint. It was just like was bizarre. Was yeah, like, this is wild. What is this? Yeah, it was a little. It was so. a little. Uh, it was very tonally different from the rest of the game. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, I guess we can jump into recommendations. Okay. Uh, um, I w- one second. Oh, yeah, Quick go ahead. gut check. Quick gut check question. What's your favorite boss? 
Favorite boss. Man. I'm thinking of like cha challenge versus like the spectacle. Because I think the spectacle ones are really cool. Um, I thought the, the dual Valkyrie fight was pretty cool. Just because of the setting and the the kind of the circumstances that were happening. I thought Needhog was really interesting because of the 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 fights with the portals and shit. The way that they were able to do that. I mm -hmm. thought it was like a really visually cool fight. I also thought Garm was really fucking cool. Um, just as a spectacle. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of like the ones that had like emotion. So like when you fight uh, Heimdall and uh, Thor, those fights were cool mm -hmm. just because there was like a lot of emotion behind them where they're like freaking out and Thor's like all bloody and just yelling at you and shit. Like, finally, this is the fight, blah, 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 like going crazy. So it's hard for me to pick, but um, mm -hmm. probably those ones. I mean, just from a gut check, I guess, standpoint, I'd probably have to say Garm. Um, Garm was cool, yeah. and not it's not even a hard fight, but it is mm -hmm. the entire the entire time you fight the multiple fights with uh, him until it gets concluded. Um, it's just basically a cinematic you're participating in, um, yeah. And like you said, the way they handle him just moving around this this zone, um, it was it was a blast. I think so. I, it's probably mm -hmm. my favorite. I'd say it was just an experience I haven't really had in a fucking game, and it kind of reminded me of like the older God of Wars having these like crazy huge fights and shit. Like mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a staple with the series, and the new iteration of it kind of stays true to that with like their scale of fights as well. So um, it felt appropriate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the first one had the dragon that was pretty, that was like intensely mm -hmm. scaled. Um, was there something about them that's supposed to happen in this though? There's five. Four or five dragons you fight? Yeah. Yeah. Where are they at? I think they're in the crater area. I think all of them are. Yeah. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I say I killed all of them. You get their armor, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not all, like, traditional dragons. Some of them are more mm -hmm. like drakes and, and worms and stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah. What's uh, what's your fair fight? Uh, I was going to say probably what Heimdall. Was? Yeah. There's a lot that like I a lot to unpack there. Yeah, and, like him like coming back again, and you're like, oh fuck, and then he comes back again, and you're like, mm. Jesus Christ. But um, there's also a lot building up to it too, because you have to develop a weapon to fight him. You have to make this fucking yeah. spear to even make this fight possible, and then uh, it kind of unfolds at first because he goes into the fight going like, well, you're not gonna be able to beat me. How would you beat me? And then, like, you, you like, surprise me, like, oh, shit, hold on. Like, this isn't right. You gotta fight his fucking mound. And you gotta yeah. fight him when he's not aware of you. He doesn't give a fight him shit about that mound either. aware of you. Like, like when you first uh, meet him and you're, like, hanging out with him and he sends all the guys to fight you when you're Atreus, uh, just for fun. I, I just wanted to see if he'd say something. I shot at his animal because I walked near and it hit me and knocked me back into the circle. And I was like, oh, shit, they actually put that into the game. It's interesting. And so I shot at it, and he's like, that's not very nice. Or he's like, you're not very nice to animals, are you? And, like, he, like, attacked me. I was like, okay. Like, they've thought of a lot of things. That's cool. <laughs> and, yeah, then when you fight him, like, real fight him, and you kill his, his mount, he's just like, ah, shit. Like, fucking, oh, well. Like, and just moves on with it. Yeah, it was just it was watching him slowly, like, unravel because he can't believe uh, there's this dude that he, you know overwhelmed him mm -hmm. 
and then Kratos trying his hardest to not murder him, but Heimdall not backing down. For sure. Uh, was an intense, was really emotional. So. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's why I really dug about it. Yeah. So it's a good moment, too, because like, it's one of the first times where like everyone's aware of like what the prophecy basically is. And he's like, I, I have to make sure that doesn't happen. And then he's like forced to make it happen anyways. So. Mm-hmm. Makes you question whether or not he's screwed in the end or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Any other impressions? No. I think we can all agree it's a probably one of the highest end uh, examples of AAA development gamed or games. Yes. Developed mm-hmm. games. I can't talk. I'm getting tired. Um, I was just looking at him like, this is what AAA should be. Like, you know, if you're going to make a AAA game, you got a lot of money, you got a lot of devs working on a project. This is where it should be at. Like, you look at, I'm not trying to pick on it, but like you look at a game like, you know, Gotham Knights or something and all the problems with that that people are criticizing and stuff. And people like it and more power to them. Um, I would like to try at some point. It's also like a AAA developed game. So there's there's like a fucking huge wealth of difference and what AAA can bring to the table. And I think God of War is a really good example on how to do AAA and why Sony's revered for their story-based first-party titles. They're just on a level that's hard to touch. Between them and Naughty Dog, it's, like, insane. Yeah, and even Forbidden West, I think Forbidden West is... Oh, 100%. That game got kind of forgotten, but... Super AAA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Gorilla likes to launch games next to other huge games yeah <laughs> your girls always had so much talent and so much ability to make great looking games and great playing games and stuff but they've never been able to get like the same kind of foothold as other people because like they're due like kill zone a lot of people liked it super revolutionary game or uh graphics wise when those came out horizon definitely has you know, fans, a lot of fans. I, I like it a lot, but mm-hmm. not the people don't view it the same as some of the other Sony games. Ghost of Tsushima came out. Everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. Like everyone loves Ghost of Tsushima. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's one game. So it's, it's interesting how Horizon can't get its footing, but they do release it at weird times. So, um, yeah. So anyway, let's jump into recommendations. My recommendation is going to be simple. I think everyone should play this um, unless you are super against the idea of playing a third person action game if that's not your your cup of tea or um and there's a lot of accessibility stuff here too i didn't i didn't dabble with any of it but i was looking through it a little bit and it seems like they have a lot of features to make the game work for really anyone's needs or at least a lot of people's needs so um there's options there but uh, i i do think it's an experience that um that a lot of people could enjoy and so loosely I'd recommend it to, to everybody. Um, but more specifically, I guess if you're a fan of third person action games, um, if you're into, um, Greek mythology, Norse mythology, um, if you're into high fantasy, um, if you're into larger than life, uh, experiences and set pieces in gaming, um, things that really set the bar on what you can do in this medium, combat heavy or not combat combo heavy combat uh in games if you're a fan of dark souls i would recommend this game it doesn't have the same uh challenge factor to it but um it does have challenging bosses for sure and uh 
and combat that um, you do need to be on on your shit for, um, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, I don't know what's that. I mean, <clears throat> you have to like story centric games because um, if you are the type of person I've met a couple now uh, mm-hmm. like this that can't handle when the game takes too long and you're not actually playing it anymore. There are people, yeah, who won't, won't play for that. Yeah, they're not going to like it. Um, yeah. So you have to be, like, okay with games, like, wanting to take its time and tell a story where you're just watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Jump King, like, or anything like that, where it's just a game. Mm-hmm. So um, It's not Tetris. Yeah. Uh, that'd be the only thing I'd add, though. It's fair. Josh, you anything to add? No, just... Uh... I just would recommend people play it because it is truly like uh, one of this generation's treasures also, so far. You yeah. have to play 2018 first. I, you should not start with this game. Yeah, it has a recap, but it's not doesn't doesn't serve justice to no. it. So I wouldn't do that. No, and I, I actually did 2018 when I was injured. So. Oh yeah, I forgot I you played that later. Yeah, yeah, I replayed it pretty pretty recently. So. Yeah, that's interesting. So you're pretty fresh on that because I watched the recap. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember like the the major beats of it, but some of the minor stuff I kind of forgot. Yeah, I it kind of made me. I had to think about it a lot. Like if that, like poisoned, you know, because like I was talking about how the exploration was kind of you know pacing and mm-hmm. stuff like that was kind of like because I just got done with 2018 also. Yeah. So like maybe it was so fresh that I'm just like annoyed with it. Um. But I honestly do think there that my personal problems with the game are, you know, not because not, um, you know, not influenced by 2018 at all. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the conclusion that I, I came to. But I, I think I, everybody should play this. Yeah, I, I think your criticisms are completely fair, and I wouldn't trust you if you didn't have any. So, mm-hmm. um, just like I had criticisms of it, so there is weak points to everything. So, mm-hmm. but this game uh, does have uh, some things it does that other very few other games that exist ever uh, have achieved. So you got to kind of find the the pros and cons of it. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely give it a give it a try. Uh, anybody who hasn't, if you're on the fence about it, even if you're slightly interested, play it. But you should play the original one, um, the 2018 one uh, first before you play this, because you'll be um, cheapening the experience if you um, do not fully go through that yourself. Even watch a YouTube video if you really need to, but like a like a full playthrough but you need the whole thing because there's a lot of like chevy's emphasized a lot through this conversation there's a lot of minor things that happen on the side that f- that fill the lore up and a lot of connective tissue a lot of things you can really appreciate if you are paying attention um that happened even in the first game but also connect over to the second game um there's an there's a whole uh world and ecosystem they've built with these games that uh that uh, definitely work together and so they are de- uh, definitely need to be played together so yeah um anything else Mm-mm. let's jump into grades then uh chevy you go go ahead and grade it um i mean i think it's an easy a for me uh i'd go a little higher but i do there were moments where i was kind of like um thinking about the time i was putting into the game most of the time that wasn't happening most of the time i was pretty in it and mm-hmm. just like having a blast but there are a couple times where i was just like realizing that i was sitting there playing it yeah um, and then there are some the weird like tonal 
differences like with like i said with the gram up uh part it's not a bad part but it doesn't feel like the rest of the game i love i loved it but it, yeah. like i literally when i was playing it took a picture i think i sent it to josh or something i was like this feels like i'm playing a different game yeah. dude. like this is wild uh and then yeah other than that I, I really don't have any major complaints i don't platinum games yeah. so like uh i think it's like the second game in like the last like maybe five years i've, I've fully completed so um, I don't platinum games I think at all. That, I think that speaks a lot to it. So, yeah, yeah, makes sense to me. Josh, what would you grade it? Uh, easy A. Um, again, I'd go higher, but um, I do have criticisms, and it's just I can't overlook them. So, yeah, uh, easy A. Easy, going, I'd say high A, high A. Yeah, I I guess I'm gonna echo you guys. I'm gonna go with a really really strong A. Um, some of the things it does uh, deserves an A plus. Uh, so much of it deserves an A plus. Yeah, some sure. of the stuff though that I just I you know as I played it just kind of nagged me a little bit. Just kind of made me think about it and go like eh, I wish that was a little better. Like everything's so stellar in this game that some of the stuff in like the writing and other things, basic things, um, feels like it should be just a little better. The, the impactful stuff, the stuff that should resonate. That's the place you don't want to fuck it up too much. But gameplay-wise, this game's fucking awesome. The graphics are insane. So good looking. Um, everything's rewarding, and not just in the loot department. Everything, everything's rewarding field. in general. Yeah. yeah, and the story is larger than life, and the realization of all these mythical locations and characters mm-hmm. is so smart, so well done. Uh, the experience is a plus. The experience is a plus. Just uh, yeah, some of the writing, some of the some of the tonal stuff. I just wanted more from it, and I, I didn't get it. So very strong A. It's a fantastic game. It's definitely deserves. If it wins Game of the Year, I'm not saying I would vote for this. If it gets Game of the Year, it fucking deserves it. Yeah. But with that, if Elden Ring gets Game of the Year, it fucking deserves it. I mean, these these are two huge games. Real quick aside, every single game, this is the first year ever this has happened, every single fucking game on that Game of the Year list, I like them all. I think certain ones are going to win, but like, I was like, I like typically there's like a game or two. I'm like, why the fuck's that there? Or, oh yeah, that's going to win because this fan base or whatever. But like this year, I'm like, these are all great games. I like 2022 has been a really good year for like standout games, even though there's that lull during summer, but like, uh, it's just crazy. So that being said, yeah, God of War is absolutely worthy of, of game of the year. It's a fantastic game. It, it stands above almost all games and it's quality. And yeah, I really liked it. Um, any final thoughts? I mean, it's going to be a long wait for the next one, which is fine, because um, the polish is de- definitely there and the care is there. I only ran into one visual issue the whole time I played the game, and it was so minor, I don't even think um, it's replicatable. <laughs> so I walked, It was just a physics thing. I walked through so. a boat and then got scared, so I'll, I'll, I got a fucking grudge yeah, for the rest of my life for that. I... And I was doing one of those things where you um, just leap off of. It was high enough to Kratos just jump down, um, you know, like a ledge. Mm-hmm. But the only bug I ran into is instead of jumping down, he did the thing where he hung from it with his blade of chaos. Oh, gotcha. And I sunk through the floor. Oh, weird. Oh, and, yeah. That's a pretty big one. But, like, I got back up and then I couldn't replicate it. So it was just kind of a one-off thing yeah mine was literally just a floating hammer 
Like there was a table with tools on it. The hammer was in the air, though. So yeah. Long story short, the game's pretty polished. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for how complicated it is, too. Yeah, like that's really important to throw out there. You're gonna be able to find random shit in most games, but um, it was hard to find in this one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let us know in the comments, guys. What'd you think of God of War Ragnarok? Give me your thoughts. Go full spoiler in the comments because we we did it here. Anyone who reads them, I warned them. And uh, what'd you think of it? What would you grade it? Um, what do you think it stands in the uh, God of War series, but specifically, you know, against uh, 2018s? Um, what's your favorite boss? I'll echo Josh's uh, question. And uh, yeah, what was some of your favorite things? What were some things maybe you didn't like? Maybe you got some real criticisms of the game. Let me know. Let's uh, let's have a conversation about that. And uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to God of War Ragnarok. Uh, and that's going to do it for this episode of Game of the Month for November. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to... Um, uh, Oh, God, I'm distracted right now. Real quick, before I go through the spiel, Josh, you have a TikTok. You want to let people know what that is? Yeah, it's um, it's called Genesis Point. Uh, mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I just put out a little, in case you missed it, just little tidbits that I find interesting uh, in the video game realm of news. So if you just want something quick and easy, they're usually less than a minute long. You can come by and leave a comment, leave a like. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely check it out. Genesis Points. Points or Point? Point. Point. Genesis Genesis Point. Uh, Check it out. You guys know Josh. He's been around forever. So if you're a fan of this channel, check out his TikTok. Go follow him there. Uh, The news he's doing, straight up, just news. He's telling you what it is in a a timely fashion, real clear. Gives you the details really fast as TikTok needs. That's that's the name of the game on TikTok. Keep it short. And... uh, Adds in a little bit of his thoughts on it, so definitely check it out. It's a good, uh, it's a good follow. Um, but yeah, check out our uh, our uh, streams and uh, socials linked down below. Uh, check out our Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, and uh, I have a TikTok as well. Check that out. And I have, or we have, a Patreon. If you like to support the channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. If you're brand new, I want to thank uh, both of you guys, Chevy and Josh, for joining me for this conversation. It was a blast. We had a lot to say about it. I knew we would, but I know we're going to go almost three hours. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate we all stuck to it and beat the game to be able to have this conversation. And thank you, everybody who watched this. And uh, until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.